Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I'm talking with Jesse Candelori from A Couple of Nerds Podcast. <laughs> this was a fun episode. Um, we talked about all sorts of stuff. Jesse is maybe one of the only other people in the Leftover Army that's into rock climbing, so we kind of start off with a little bit of that, and then a little bit of travel talk, and she's a massage therapist, and so she told me all about that. And she is also a hardcore Philadelphia Eagles fan, and so we finish off the podcast with her kind of telling me um, about how much football <laughs> means to her, which is pretty cool because anybody who's listened to enough of this knows that you know I I don't follow stuff like that at all. So um, it was it was really cool getting her perspective on it. But um, yeah, I had a great time talking with Jesse. She's um, she was a great guest, and I highly recommend you all to check out her podcast as well. That is a couple of nerds. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's uh, jump right into this. Lily is going to interrupt for sure. That's okay. <laughs> so just so you, just so you're aware, she does. She finds new things to do like every time that we podcast because she gets like, she just like she doesn't know what's happening or she wants to be involved. I don't know which one it is, but she always finds a way, whether it's like drinking or eating or finding a toy that she doesn't ever play with. Like always, <laughs> it's always something. And I don't even have her theme music to play. So. <laughs> she's like staring at me like what like what are you doing like she's sitting right next to me because we podcast on the couch so i'm like oh nice yeah there's no there's no formality when we part podcast no no professionalism whatsoever just <laughs> i haven't i haven't caught every one of your episodes but i love listening to your podcast because it, it really oh. does feel like i'm just hanging out uh, <laughs> well that's good because that's that's how i would prefer it um like what, what, I guess I should, like, what's your favorite episode that you listened to so far? Just to gauge, just uh, to gauge, like, where we're at. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Uh, okay, so the one where you guys talked about um, Demolition Man was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's like everybody's go-to just because I ripped it, like, to shreds. <laughs> And Ron was so mad. Well, I think really with that movie, to like be honest, it's one of those <laughs> '90s movies where, like, I was born in 1980, so I thought that movie yeah. was a lot of fun. Right. When, with the first time I watched it, but um, I, I uh, let's see, I revisited it a few years ago, and I was like, wow, this this feels pretty cheesy, but it mm -hmm. still had nostalgia for me, and so I still enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it, it'd almost be like taking somebody back and being like, hey, watch Nicolas Cage and Con Air. Right, <laughs> Or exactly. The Rock, well, you know? It was like, I it was know. cool at the time. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm from, I'm from a family of all girls, and my dad doesn't really like fiction. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, mo like, he, like, I didn't get a lot of movies from him. Like, I mean, now he'll like, like, he likes classics, uh, like, um, Jaws and stuff like that, but he wasn't like his action movie preference is like really like bizarre. So 
Like we wouldn't have gotten any of that from him like at all. So I never watched a lot of those movies and some of them I really like and can suspend that disbelief and others like I just can't. And Demolition Man was definitely one that I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But then we watched Time Cop and I loved it. So what do you like? What <laughs> okay. do you, like? That, that almost feels like a crime. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> good like i like to and we didn't watch it that long ago but like you know i'll just like we're just like hanging out doing nothing and he's like at his computer or whatever like whatever we're doing and i'll just turn to him and i'll be like where does the time cop car go where does it go like just in the middle of nowhere <laughs> like we're not not talking movies not talking anything and i'm just like where did it go and he'd be like i don't know it's like one of those things that just weighs on your mind it just pops in there <laughs> The movie didn't answer this, and I have a problem with that. (laughs) It's like, how do you 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 were in a car, you go through time and it disappears, (laughs) but then it's back, it's back there, and you arrive back in the car. Like you don't arrive, you don't just like appear. Like you arrive in the car. Where does the car go? Like at one point he gets he gets dumped into like the river. (laughs) <laughs> you shouldn't be dumped in the river you should be in a car right you should be in a vehicle <laughs> it's like the car just kind of parks itself yeah. in like a pocket dimension <laughs> like the garage door opener that's on the sun visor it just opens what? a little pocket dimension exactly oh my gosh <laughs> where like yes. people aren't allowed so it just dumps you out on the way in yeah <laughs> oh, i'm pretty sure that's God. in the director's cut <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh. okay this conversation is like too good to not leave in so i'll just go back and record an intro for this one if you want to just oh keep yeah this that's rolling. fine okay yeah, sweet. i was gonna ask you and then i was like we i don't want to like interrupt <laughs> but who cares who cares honestly no while we're in the middle of talking about it, i'm like this is pretty good i'm like I, i'll just go back and record some what the hell yeah that's fine <laughs> that works that's like how most of our things start i mean like <laughs> yeah, if, i, I love don't it. know if you yeah like i don't know if you listened to the last jedi episode but that like i threw in the our car conversation because i thought that would be fun yeah yeah and I liked so it. that's how it starts yeah it's just there's no there's nothing <laughs> it's just like <laughs> hey we're in the car and like in the middle of it like we have a fight because i forgot to tell him to turn <laughs> so ridiculous i love the interaction between you and ron on your show it's so much that's fun good. that's good. <laughs> because it's real you know yeah no, oh, like, it is. <laughs> it's like this is like a real couple. These are like the funny little things that that you <laughs> that you'll bust his balls over and shit. And and I feel so bad when Dallas is there because it's like two on one. <laughs> I know it always and it's always it always ends up us against him. It's so funny, like all the time, all the time. It's hilarious. Oh my god! I was with him in spirit when I listen. <laughs> if nothing else is for male solidarity. <laughs> yeah those are those are those are hilarious like we'll go because like it never like to to us like we could never tell unless somebody like says to us like it's like oh hey blah blah blah. like we can never tell if it's ever if any of our fights are ever like taken seriously or not but like there'll be like episodes where we'll be like hey remember last week when we like like i legitimately hated you for like five minutes you remember that because i remember that like i wanted to kill you (laughs) i know you all get so passionate with your opinions it's great so good well because he i i mean like he just says things and doesn't like and i i'm contrary and i understand that so 
but like if I'm if I actually believe that I'm right, like I will just tear it. I'll tear them apart. So that's awesome. Yeah, when I reached out to you to be on here, I was really excited when you were into it because I remember when I first got in on the Leftover Army and I kind of posted that I'd been into rock climbing, you mm-hmm. commented right away and said that, that was something you did too. So that yeah. was kind of cool because as far as I know, we're the only two climbers in the Army. So Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else. Um, and now I, like, I, haven't, I haven't gone in a really long time. There goes Lily. Um, I haven't been in a really long time, but there was like a couple years there that I was like, I mean, I was like going to the gym like, Every other day, I would be there for like two, three hours. Like it was, it was a huge thing for a while there. So, how did you end up discovering rock climbing? Um, a friend of mine actually. So, like, I worked at Target. I mean, I still technically work at Target, but it's not quite the same. Um, but like, I worked at Target at the time, and one of my really good friends, Sam, was like, "Hey, like a." a couple of us are doing this. Like, would you be interested? It's like super fun. Um, they had friends that climbed. So like, it kind of like, like, I don't know, like I'm sure your gyms are the same way where like you, like most people are like super friendly. So you'll meet some, like you'll try it out. You'll meet somebody and then they'll be like, Oh, you got to keep coming. And then like they get like five other friends to come and it just like kind of snowballs like that. Yeah. And, uh, that's what happened. And it was, um, it was just like a, it's challenging. It's like, it's physically challenging. It's mentally challenging. Um, you just kind of let it, like, you just kind of keep wanting to go. Like, it's really hard. It's so addicting. Like once you start, you're just like, Oh, like I gotta. And like, if you're, if you boulder, you know, um, like those problems get into your head. (laughs) Like you start like, like oh maybe if I just put my hand over here my foot over on this hold like then I can get it you know what I mean and um for me (laughs) it can be extra challenging because I'm short so a lot of times like for whatever reason I guess it just depends on who's setting um like the people who are setting have like a much longer reach than I do so like I almost always have to like figure out a way to either jump or scrape or whatever to get to the next like hold so it's it's kind of crazy. I love watching the beta. Um, so for non-climbers, beta yeah. is like the uh, <laughs> the movements that you got to come up with to do it. Um, fun fact, that that came in about in like the early days of climbing because oh, yeah. it was like a reference to like a beta max. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Something yeah. I did not know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like a walking dictionary of really pointless uh, shit. So. <laughs> That's amazing. But um, yeah, so so the beta that shorter people come up with is really cool because, yeah, a lot of, especially in the gym, a lot of things are set so that, you know, it can be easier for taller people because they can just reach the hold. Whereas, you know, you've right. got to maybe do a couple other movements with your feet mm-hmm. and a little bit of yeah. different body positioning. and Yeah. and A lot um, of times it's like switching feet. So like, like if you're going right, like if the climb is going right. And so you're a lot of times like whatever um, 
whatever your dominant foot is usually what you're comfortable like stepping up with. So like a lot of times it's moving your, like switching your feet to your left. And that is so nerve wracking. <laughs> you're like, ah! like, I don't know. Like you're like, you know, at that point you could be like six feet up and you're just like, holy shit, like, uh, on this like teeny tiny hold and it's your toe and you're like, Oh my God, I can't. And that's usually when I fall. Oh, there she goes. She's drinking. Oh my God. Oh, well, I got my little dog, Emma, with me, but she's just curled up at my feet asleep right now. Oh, how nice. That must be so nice to have. <laughs> oh, before I know it, she's going to be awake and probably chewing on her foot or something like that. Just that right. awful dog chewing on themselves sound. <laughs> yeah, she... Oh, my God. Yeah, she... Uh, I'll wake I up mean, to that in the middle of the night some nights. Yeah. And I'll be like, Emma, it is awful. <laughs> I know. It's the worst. Like, it's just so gross. It's yes. like wet and just like... Blah, 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 and you're like, uh, you need to stop. Stop it. It is a horrible sound. Oh my gosh. She's gonna Oh, she's the worst. Oh my god. Now she's like, oh, I have to eat now. I'm like, oh wonderful. Just you know, do the run the gamut. She was playing with her tennis ball earlier. Oh well. She makes an appearance. Everybody loves her for some reason. Oh, I, I love that on a couple of nerds when you play, uh, when you get into your little soundboard and you play her theme song, it makes me laugh every time. Oh my God. She's uh, so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. It is a lot of fun. We have to, we actually have to record another episode. It's been a while. Oh my gosh. And my boys play Mindstop or Minecraft nonstop. And I always have yeah. to stop myself from being like, get the fuck out of my room. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah, you've rubbed off on me. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank good. you, Couple of Nerds Podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad that we can influence people all over the country. <laughs> <laughs> right. And possibly others. Like, Ron's big thing was that, like, we have a lot of downloads in Japan. And I'm like, yeah, but that's probably just bots. But he's convinced that they're real people. So I'll give him that, I guess. <laughs> Like, yeah, sure, they're real people, of course. We're just super big in Japan for some reason. I was gonna say it makes me think of that dirt nasty song, I'm big in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I have a climbing gym in my garage, and so I get like a little bit of a sampling of the local climbing community coming over here. That's so cool. And yeah, I've seen some short female climbers come over here that are like some of the strongest climbers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's pretty so crazy. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty crazy what you can do. Like, Oh man. Um, like I would, that's something that I would seriously consider putting like in or outside of my garage, like just building a wall would be, so cool. I mean, I have like, we have a tree house. And so like, I've been like, kind of, I've been like going over at my head, like I could probably just make a climb that, you know, it goes like you, there's like a roof and you have to climb up over the edge. Like I could do that. That's totally doable. Oh yeah. So I might be, yeah, I might, <laughs> I might be doing, <laughs> I might be doing that. Cause like when you, like when you're climbing regularly, like you want to climb like everything. Like I remember, I remember on one of my birthdays, I had to have been like uh, 26 or 27, maybe somewhere in there where we went to uh, we went to this bar and it was like a bunch of like my climbing friends and some non climbing friends. And like we just got totally hammered. And I think I don't remember if I was living in um, Westchester town yet. Like I might have been outside of town. Well, either way, I had a ride home, so it doesn't matter. But 
um, got super, super drunk. And the particular bar we were at was like an, it was like a copy of like an Irish pub. So I had lots of like pictures on the wall and stuff. And I'm like super duper drunk being like, Oh, like I wonder if these pictures like come off the wall and they were like nailed (laughs) to the wall. So I'm like, Oh, I bet I could climb. Like, and I was trying to like climb the pictures like in the bar. Like it was so ridiculous. Like what? (laughs) <laughs> like, like what so my friends are like no you cannot climb this beam like going like you can't climb these pictures like you're gonna ruin everything <laughs> like all right i guess i guess not but that's like everything you look at like roofs like yeah balconies like sides of buildings you're like i bet i could get on that roof like <laughs> <laughs> you're like all i have to do is do this do that scrape over here like just oh it's that's that's hilarious. <laughs> My mom and dad have a, a cabin that's in a floodplain, and so mm-hmm. it's up on stilts. It's probably about like you know, like eight or nine feet off the ground or so. And so yeah. there's a million steps you got to go oh. up to get up on top of it. Yeah. But I can go underneath those steps and climb up it. <laughs> of course you can. Of course. That's so awesome. You just got to more or less do it with your eyes closed because there's sandy soil down there. And so you're, you're going to be getting sand in your mouth and your eyes. Oh. Oh yeah, that would be that would be bad. You just needed like a mask, like one of those like breathing masks. Yeah, and then you you're put fine. The climbing mask on. Yeah, exactly. I only climb as Bane. <laughs> exactly. There's no other way to climb. I'm telling you, There's no other way. You just can't do it. Oh my god, my my dream was like, if I ever wanted to open a climbing gym, was like to have like the entrance like you have to actually like climb it like you can't just walk in like you have to like you have to like climb up and in and around and like that's the way you get in that'd be amazing yeah like i forget like i had like a penalty like if you had to use the door you know like newbies could do it you know like newbies could (laughs) use the door but like there would be like some sort of penalty but i don't remember what it was (laughs) it was like that's a cool idea though (laughs) Like, that would be so cool. Like in the in the gym, in the gym um, that I used to go to, there there was there was a couple, um, but the one that I was a member of was a pretty big floor, um, and they had like their bouldering is just amazing. But they have like a cave, so the one climb that was like, oh my god, it was it took forever. First of all, it took like it took so long to do this climb because it started inside the cave all the way at the back. And you climb the ceiling, went over the edge and up. So like you had to like swing around and then you wound up on the second floor like of the the gym itself, Excellent. which was just like the most fun. And it was so cool. Like when you finally get that, like the whole thing all together, because then you'd practice like part, you know, you'd practice some parts and other parts. Yeah. But like once you got the whole thing you were just like, oh man, like this is awesome. Like it was so cool. The all important link up. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. I mean, the climb like takes like, I mean, it takes like five minutes. Like it's a long, it was a long climb. Like it took yeah. really long. Because then you have like, there are some parts where you just have to like stop and like catch your breath because you're like, shit, like this, yeah. is, this is hard. Well, so. that's where even though you're like doing like a bouldering route in a gym. And so the difference between bouldering and rope climbing is in bouldering it's generally closer to the ground you don't have to use a rope and so like with me climbing out in my garage i got an eight foot ceiling and so really it's just a bouldering gym 
that's not too high either. Yeah, it, but but right, what you're describing there—that's like pushing into training for for route climbing because you're really having to like take long rests where you shake out all the lactic acid mm-hmm. out of your forearms and everything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty crazy, and I I'm trying to remember if if they really had like a anything else that was quite as long as that one. Um, I mean, they're their bouldering bouldering routes i think went up to some of them went up to like i want to say like 15 12 15 feet maybe i think so they're they're pretty it was pretty high it makes you nervous oh my god (laughs) well you don't have a rope on you yeah that's the thing like i don't do like super great on on heights like that like i'm i'm okay with most heights like especially if it's like stable but you're not stable when you're up there <laughs> and sometimes when you're reaching for that last that last hold like cuz i mean for people who don't climb like it only counts if you get two hands <laughs> so yeah if you if you get um if you only get one hand like I'm sorry, you got to try again. <laughs> you, need, you need to complete completing it as two hands. Uh-huh. So it's like it can be just like so nerve wracking to be that high and like let go with your other hand, especially if you're on something really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on a good hole, you're like, I don't want to lose this for anything. But uh, and depending on like the angle also like of like where you're at, like can just be crazy. So, yeah, the, um, <laughs> the first shop that I got started in because I've never really climbed in a real gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my start just on w- what's called a woody, which is just mm-hmm. like a climbing wall made out of plywood. Like oh my God. In someone's garage. <laughs> and uh, it was in my friends. Uh, he's a business owner. He owns an automotive shop and they built a climbing wall under, well, they started with this one under their mezzanine. And so oh, it was wow. only like, I don't know, maybe seven foot tall or so, if that. And it had a whole uh, roof on it and everything. And then he did the other side. And so it was like this cave kind of hallway thing. And then he did the front side of the mezzanine also. And actually that one went out at like a 45 degree and kind of went out and worked it around so they could still lift cars on the hoist and it wouldn't interfere with it. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) awesome. Oh, it was so much fun. But it would go tall enough to where, especially with me, you know, I started out so heavy Mm-hmm. That I'd get to the top of that 45 wall and just be pumping out and my hands are sweaty and I'd be wanting to slip off these holds. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, I feel like I'm so far up. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just had a bunch of old mattresses that at the beginning of every climbing <laughs> session, we'd just roll these carts out that held the mattresses yeah. that yeah. they would just store them in the cave, <laughs> you know, while they were during business hours. And right. then right around, you know, five o'clock, climbers would start showing up and we'd roll them out. And oh set them God. all out on the floor. And there was like little paint marker marks on the floor That's to kind of denote the edges of where certain mattresses went. Because it kind yeah. of went together like a puzzle. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> awesome. I and, wish I had something out like that out here. Yeah. And so that that was my start. And, yeah. And it was so cool. And I just kind of happened to fall in with this one little group. And, you know, other people would come and go. And people would be mm-hmm. like, oh, can I bring friends? And and. You know, in the end, like just the most hardcore people stuck around. And if you stuck around with the group long enough, then they'd actually take you outside. Oh, cool. And did you ever climb outside at all? Um, I've climbed outside like twice. Twice. I mean, I like I'll I always make note of things that I see. So like um, out by me, there is a, a 
particular trail and like park that is like it's got a lot of boulders in it um like I call it a boulder field I don't know what most people call it out here but um that's what I call it and I take Lily out there because she likes to jump and climb so she'll like she can jump if she wants to she can probably jump like a good like three four feet um by herself and then, like, if she's got rock holds, like, she'll just go and go and go, like, and That's drive awesome. me crazy because, like, <laughs> she was up on a rock that was, like, I, it was probably, like, almost six feet. And, like, so trying to get her back down, I was just like, ah, like, I don't know. And, I mean, she did it fine because, you know, she's a dog. She has pads. So she's not, like, unless she it's wet and she's wet, she's not going to slip. But, like, it was just, like, so nerve-wracking because I'm like, how are you going to get down? Because I was on the bottom and she was all the way up. And I was like, <laughs> how did you get up? Like, why did you do that? Like, why did you get up there? Um, but the one time I uh, – the one time I um, – I went climbing. I think, okay, that's Ron. I'm like, what is happening? I hear it in my in my own headphones. I'm like, you probably hear that too. It's he's no making biggie. coffee. He's making coffee. Is what he's doing. He's making he's making butter coffee. I'm like, where is that coming oh from? Oh my gosh, that stuff's so good. Oh my god, it's addicting. We we drink so much of it in this house. It's crazy. So, um, but yeah, so like I went. A friend of mine took me out bouldering. And I forget where he went. I wish I remembered because it was actually a really great spot. Um, and it was by a trail, but I can't, I can't remember. And like, I, I messaged him about it one time and he never messaged me back. So I'm like, <laughs> like he's hoarding it. He's keeping it a secret. Um, and I haven't found it. I don't remember what, like, I know the general area of where it is, but like, I don't remember the trail. So I'm like, oh, because it was like, it was so good. It was like three or four, like really tall boulders. Like you would definitely need to bring um, mats with you though. Cause like it would be really terrible if you fell. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of fun to climb. And then another friend of mine, we did like super, super basic lead. Um, and I'm talking like, like when you got up to the hook, it was like a shelf. So it's not even like you're really trying you know like it's you have actually like a place to stand mm -hmm. because I wasn't ever I never trained um lead before and honestly it kind of scares the crap out of me <laughs> yeah it's a little bit spooky <laughs> like like because I and I know I know like the the place that I went to like when you train lead there like they make you do falls and that just I can't like I watch <laughs> that and I like I start to sweat I'm like ah like I can't like oh it's bad enough falling like when you like when you're just on a regular like root climb like it's it's bad enough falling that way but like oh man I can't imagine falling on lead like it's just it's so crazy. <laughs> So for the audience, lead climbing is where you're starting on the ground, you're tied into a rope, and then you climb up and you get a set distance off the ground and you're either placing your own protection or there's like a bolt with a hanger that's in the wall that you're just hanging at, like a carabiner with yeah. another carabiner attached to it. It's called a quick draw. And so that mm -hmm. top carabiner goes into the wall, the bottom one you clip your rope into. But if you yeah. fall before you get your rope clipped into it, you're going to fall down be past that last point of protection. Yeah. And if you clip, like, if you clip it in wrong, 
then it's bad news. <laughs> yeah, if if you do what's called back clipping and you put like the rope going the wrong way, as you fall, the rope can spin around and unclip yeah. itself from the carabiner. Right. So it's like it's <laughs> yeah. If you don't do it right, it's super dangerous. Uh huh. Or if you um, fall with the rope behind your leg, you're gonna get flipped upside right? down. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't even. Uh, uh, just, and you, it, <laughs> oh, and you'll get a hellacious rope burn across the bottom of your of your thigh. Oh my god! And then and then like not only not just lead, but like then if you crag climb, like that's like you take your own stuff with you. Yep. So like you take your own equipment. So you take the bolt, you take the clips, you take all that stuff with you, and then you have to find a spot to put it in so that you can clip. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's I if you like your trad climbing. Yeah, 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 oh, trad. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I said trad, <laughs> but I meant trad. I meant trad. Um, but yeah, I had a friend that did. That. I had a friend that did that, and I had a friend that did like ice climbing. Ooh, um, ice climbing freaks me out. The thought I of that. don't. Yeah, no thanks <laughs> to both of those. To both of those. Like the only I would never like I would never trad climb. Like I would never I guess lead trad climb like if i knew somebody who was doing it for like you know 30 years or something and i followed him that would be one thing mm-hmm. but like i would never place never place the bolts myself <laughs> like no thanks yeah like, some of I my climber it. friends are trad climbers and oh. and i've gone out with them once mm-hmm. and i was like why am i this scared on this <laughs> beginner grade like i was freaking terrified <laughs> oh yeah i don't blame you it's so great like you have to put your own stuff in yeah it's like this oh, isn't a bolt that'll it. take ten thousand pounds of force to shear right this oh. is a spring-loaded cam device that i just watched <laughs> alberto fucking plug into this crack <laughs> oh. and he looked scared when he rested on it <laughs> he's like okay is this okay i don't know is it gonna stay in oh my god yeah no no, oh, and it was it. it was tall too. It was like a seventy foot climb. It was oh just God. almost dead straight up and down. And so, oh, it was so freaking! I was terrified. That was actually the last time I climbed outside because I've been yeah. like plagued with injuries since. And so, oh. like, I don't think I actually climbed outside once in twenty seventeen. Wow! Yeah, oh, that's sad. A bummer. I went out and bolted a route. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I didn't get a chance <laughs> to then go back out and climb it. So yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, so that's I've been saying twenty eighteen is going to be my year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the year of the climb. Uh, you've got it. <laughs> you've got this. I've been trying to figure out how I can afford to be a part of a gym again. Oh, I know. That's, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> see. That was the nice thing about me. Just you know, I climbed at that shop for a while, and then mm-hmm. I built my own wall at home. Yeah, and then. Uh, a couple of the other guys have got walls as well. So, you know, I that's just kind of bounce around from, you know, home gym to home gym. Yeah, that's and, pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, when I actually looked up prices of what a commercial gym costs, I was like, holy shit, how do people afford how to much, do that? How much do they cost out by you? Well, we don't have any. We, oh, you don't have any? <laughs> no, you've, you've got to go to... Well, no wonder like, why you have so many home gyms. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if I were to drive down to Iowa City, where the college yeah. is... Uh-huh. They've got like a pretty nice looking wall there. Right. And I'm I'm sure I could get some sort of membership. And then there's Co College in Cedar Rapids that has a little wall as mm-hmm. well. And and my friend Alberto that was in he was on an episode a while like a long time ago. Okay. And he uh he manages that gym and so occasionally I'll go in and I'll help just set new problems for him. Yeah. And then I'll just get to climb for free because I'm there okay. working. Yeah. Um ours are like I think the cheapest one you can get is like 35 a month. 
Um, and that is that gym, that gym is pretty small. I don't know how often they change stuff there. Um, but it's pretty small. They do have, um, auto belay there, which is nice though, because like, I don't have a ton of people who I climb with anymore. So if I wanted to do a route, what that means is like, you can go up like for the audience, you can go up on a route climb, but you actually don't need anybody at the bottom holding the rope. Um, it's just automatic. So you just like let yourself draw. So, I mean, that's like terrifying, but like, at least you can like, that's a really great workout to do. Cause that's like what I used to do was just like for work. Cause like, I'm not, I like roots, but also I don't like roots at the same time. I don't know. Like I'm a little bit of a snob that way. Like I just <laughs> like, I like to be able to just go, you know, get up and go like not to put on gear or anything like that. Just to like, Oh, here are my shoes. Let's go. Let, like, let's climb. Yeah, bouldering um, is so free that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm such a I'm such a snob that way. But like, and plus, like, I also don't like having, like, I don't like the other person to have to wait for me to figure something out. If that makes sense, like, you know, if I'm like stuck on something, because like, I got up to, I think I was like, I was experimenting five tens, and sometimes completing five nines. They're really hard though, because like I was saying before, Lil, seriously, no, (laughs) she's like, she just like that plate noise was her. Like she was just like, (laughs) let me just, cause like I took her toy from her. Um, but so like on those routes, just like I was saying with border bouldering, like the holds get really far apart. (laughs) And they get really small. <laughs> so like a lot of times I'm either launching myself to the next hold and it's like, you know, like barely, like it's barely like my fingertips or I'm like scraping, trying to reach it so slowly, like, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to like, you know, uh, use my foot on the wall that has no hold and just like kind of slide <laughs> over and hope I can reach it, you know? Um, and yet sometimes even those starts were really hard for me on tens. Like sometimes it was like, like I could like hardly start. So like having somebody at the bottom, like I always felt really bad, like having them like just kind of stand there and like, you know, hold me while I'm trying to figure something out. So at least with auto, you don't have to like make somebody do that for you. And you can just like try it out yourself and like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, <laughs> I did so, this terrifying route out in the woods one time and I was on it for like close to an hour. Yeah. It, I mean, it can like, and I, I mean, I did have a friend who he was really cool, but also like he would like, he would really like push me. So if we were like climbing and stuff, like, like he, he was really like, he almost took like a teacher role for me and would just, and like, he wouldn't let me down. <laughs> like, yeah. he'd be like all right you're doing this you know and he would and he would be like all right do it again do it again let yourself fall like all that kind of stuff and like he would like yell at me like he'd be like you're not doing it you're not letting yourself fall <laughs> like he would uh-huh. yell and he just wouldn't let me down so i'd be like up on something for like 40 minutes you know and like he would um sometimes he would do like he would set a lead and then leave it there. And then we would do that sometimes. And that was just like horrific. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he's like, we're not doing this until you get to this far on that lead climb. And I'm, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, I'm just going to die. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun though. But um, the other gym that, that I used to go to, that was even more expensive. That was like 50, I think it was like 55 
um, a month for that one. And I mean, it was a lot bigger, so you got a lot more stuff. And I think that one, um, if you paid like five extra, you could get the other gym that's actually closer to our house now, although it's not as good as the other one. But that's so expensive, like 55 a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, like now at that gym, they did have extra equipment. So like you could actually work out, but like nobody used it. <laughs> like people barely <laughs> use that stuff up there. Like it was on the second floor. So they had treadmills and uh, elliptic- a couple of ellipt- ellipticals, a weight bench, a couple of weight machines. Like so like they had a bunch of stuff. But it like if you're going to climb, you know, like it's kind of like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to lift weights and then climb. And I'm not definitely not coming here just to lift weights. Like it's like not going to happen. So So there was almost a mentality in our group of, you know, all your fitness should just come from climbing because then your muscles are attuned to climbing. Exactly. Like why would you? (laughs) I mean, it it can lead to imbalances though. I think it's important to, to do cross training. That's true. And you, but, and then also you have to climb correct. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta, and when you get really far, like when you get pretty high. So I think like, um, I think I guess in bouldering, I was like around threes and fours when I stopped. So, I mean, it was like, they were they were That's pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah i guess i mean i don't know like it was <laughs> it was okay but like when you get when you get up to like about f- like three and four it's like that you can't even do stuff most of the time unless you're doing it right like you oh, really can it's like so hard absolutely right <laughs> like but you but like if you're not like you're right like if you're not like actually because like it's so easy when whatever you're doing anything like if you're not like using like lifting for example like and not like i'm not even talking about like weight lifting i'm talking about just lifting something if you're bending down um you know and you're not like using your abs to lift something like your back's doing all the work then and like that's how you injure you get injured so it's kind of like you know you always have to you always have to use your um your like the right muscles, like when you're doing something. So, and climbing's no different. Like if you don't use your abs when you're climbing, well, then you're just screwed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially if you're on something that's overhanging. Oh my God. Because it's the only way you're going to maintain tension between your feet and your hands is to keep right. your, keep your abs tight and turn exactly. your body the correct way. Exactly. So you, you really do have, you really do have to make sure like all of your muscles are like up to par. When you're doing that. Oh man, it's so crazy. Oh yeah. It's, it's wild what a full body workout it is. And then it Uh works your mind at the same time because you're constantly having to look, read the route or the problem and look a few moves ahead. And Mm -hmm. because if you grab something with your left hand and your right hand was supposed to go there, like you might be screwed. Right. Cause then you have to switch. (laughs) Then you have to switch. And like, you know, you know, if you're meeting, if you're, if you're meeting a hold with two hands, then it's like, well, you've just expended way too much energy. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, ah, now I'm, now I'm hanging here by my arms and I've just wasted so much energy and time, like trying to figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) So then you drop and you're like, huh, what if I, (laughs) (laughs) and you're like motioning with your arms and you know, like if, 
somebody, you know, was like, didn't climb that was there watching you like motioning with your arms. They're like, what are you doing? (laughs) You look like a cat playing with like a ball hanging on a Christmas tree. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Uh, Like you're pantomiming out the moves. (laughs) If you're uber sick Praj. (laughs) I always, oh man, I always hated those guys that would just be like... (laughs) That would use the lingo all the time. So oh, I hated it. Oh, man. I don't mean to spray oh. you down, bro, but I think you should try this move. And so it's like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with that. Like, you, yeah. you don't have a shirt on, but you're wearing a beanie. What's up with that? <laughs> Are you cold? Are you hot? What is it? <laughs> uh, the, the rolled up khaki pants. Like, oh, my God. Oh, it's so funny with like the just like a monster like beard. I know you have a beard, so I'm sorry about that. But hey, like, okay. you, like hey, there's no apologies for it. It's glorious. Oh man, those, <laughs> fucking, those fucking guys. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Speak, so speaking of the beard, I ran into a guy that I went to high school with yesterday, and I graduated in '99, so I haven't okay. seen this guy in a while. Right. And he kind of did a double take. He's like, I almost didn't recognize you with that big beard. Like, yeah, isn't it glorious? And he's like, know, he's, isn't it nice? He's like, it really is. How how long have you been growing that? I'm like, well, let's see. I went to Germany at the end of September, and I trimmed it down from that because I didn't want to get a cavity search. Yeah. <laughs> but then, ironically, I got pulled aside at every checkpoint anyway. Oh my god, for what? I, I don't Just, know. They didn't break oh, out the rubber know. gloves or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to like ask well, me okay. questions they said it was okay. random so. oh okay well i'll give you an example because like it the same thing happened to my friend now um for people who don't know like i have uh, like i have gauges my hair is never like a real color like my hair right now is green um like i have a full sleeve on my left arm so like like i like if somebody's going to get searched, like you would think that it would be me, but my <laughs> friend, she, when we went to Ireland um, and like, we were probably on like, I don't know, like 10 flights because, because of like connecting flights and everything. So we flew into Glasgow, went back to Dublin, flew to Edinburgh. We were in Belf, the Belfast airport. Um, we were in London, um, airport so we were in like all these in newark airport oh. we were all these different airports and she got she got um held aside like i think like four or five times <laughs> but the one of the reasons was because and i forget which airport it was but one of the reasons was because like when we packed she decided to bring her backpack so she had her giant backpack with all of these crazy compartments and everything was full so oh. like of course, you know, and the one like the one he like took everything out. And she's like super pissed. And I'm like, well, you're kind of lucky this didn't happen at every airport, honestly, because yeah. I mean, there's so many compartments that were completely filled. And I mean, she's you know, she had like allergy medicine and all sorts of makeup and like all this other stuff. So but like I didn't I think I got pulled aside once because like. I, my like something needed to be in like a clear bag. It was so dumb. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Some of their specific <laughs> rules are just, ugh. and they're not the same. They're not the same internationally. Cause like there was like one airport where we didn't even have to take off shoes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah. Like, it was only in know, the United whatever. States. I had to take off my shoes. Right. Exactly. So it's just, it, nothing's ever the same. So you just never know. Like, 
why you're going to be pulled aside, I guess. But <laughs> I had <laughs> 20 paperback trades in my carry-on, which was a, a little overkill. I will admit this now. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> especially lot. after having to lug that fucker around. It was so heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's so many. And, oh only, my God. And, and then I stupidly also brought the first novel of Game of Thrones with me. Uh, <laughs> and so that was like pretty much what I read the whole time. And then the, yeah. the dude from work who was sitting next to me the whole flight, like he read like a bunch of books. And so he got to read Saga for the first time. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, that that's so cool. it worked out well for him. <laughs> yeah, but, geez, like your your carry-on must have been like 40 pounds. It, <laughs> was, it was too heavy. It oh, was heavy. dumb. It was dumb of me in retrospect. But what was funny <laughs> is that when I get pulled aside at these checkpoints, they'd start pulling out all these paperback oh, trades. Like- <laughs> and they would like flip through them all to make sure there was nothing in the pages. That's so funny. And I'd like bite my tongue to not be like, oh, Southern Bastards, that's such a good book. Right. <laughs> like, you should really read this one. Yeah. It's so funny. Well, it was my oh, goal my to like God. take notes on all of them so that, you know, as I start doing more of these like comic talk episodes and kind of having more people on that have read the book and then discussing it and stuff, I would be like, right. oh, I've already got these notes. Look at how I used my 20 hours of flight time so well. <laughs> But I was like wedged into a middle seat. Yeah, it was. I was wedged into a middle seat and it was hard to even hold that little novel the whole time. That's such a shame. Yeah. And so I'm like, there's no way I can have this book open at the same time as have a notepad out and actually write stuff on this rinky dinky tray in front of me. (laughs) Economy seating sucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So what was Ireland like? Um, It was a lot warmer than we thought it was going to be. Uh, We were really, we were expecting like, so we went last late May into early June. So we were expecting um, rain and we were expecting like probably like not even as warm as it is now here. So like today it was like 50 degrees and sunny and it was like, I mean, it felt like spring out there. I'm like, yeah, like my, my last client had was wearing, um, Shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> I was wow. Like, I, was like, I was like, of course you are. It's a typical, it's a typical thing in this read in this region on the East coast out here. Like that's, that's what happens. Like they, um, they come out like as soon as it gets any sort of warm, there's like one guy that's got like the shorts and t-shirt. You're just like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were expecting it to be pretty cold. So like, when we were like packing and stuff, we all wanted to just bring like a carry on sort of thing. Um, well, two of us did anyway, like my Dallas, uh, that, you know, from a couple of nerds podcasts, she, she, she was with us and she was going to do the same thing, but then she was like, I have too much stuff. So I need like a regular, regular luggage. But, um, my friend who had the backpack, we were like, let's just try to carry this. Cause we, we, we were starting in Dublin and then going pretty much like around the country from there. So, which was like really good, but also in retrospect, it would have been easier to just be somewhere in the middle and then kind of branch out every couple days, like, and just go back to the same spot every day, if that makes sense, because the country is really small. It doesn't take long to get around it. Um, and that was like a lot of, a lot of traveling for like, uh, like almost two weeks that we were there. Maybe it was just over, just under two weeks or just over two weeks that we were there. So, I mean, we were moving, we were moving, um, hotels and, uh, B and B's and, um, Airbnb's we were moving like every two days. So it was just, it was exhausting. 
um, doing that. But um, the country is beautiful. So, so beautiful. We went to, we went down, um, we went down south. We were on the coast. Um, we were in the middle. So there was like islands that are kind of like to the north and in the middle a little bit. We went to those islands and they were pretty cool. Um, and the like the people there, like super rural out there and they still spoke, um, Gaelic or I, I think they just called it Irish. <laughs> I don't remember, but like they still spoke it. So like at that B and B, like she would be the woman who owned it would be talking to like her husband and they'd be talking in Irish. And we're just like, what? like, what are you guys saying about us? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that was really cool. Um, Cliffs of Moore really, were really cool. Um, they were, oh, they were so beautiful. Also super scary. <laughs> like, we have like looking over the edge and it's like however high that was but you're just like oh man like i could just fall to my death right now like that's crazy (laughs) i know like i'll go out hiking and like get to the edge of a scenic overlook and i i don't like it i I don't like going to the edge of something unless i got my harness on i got a rope on i'm ready to like it's like okay if shit hits the fan i'm gonna be fine yeah (laughs) but no it's scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took a lot of like a lot of nerve to sit with my with my legs hanging off the edge because there's like, oh, fuck that. I, I yeah, wouldn't do that. There's <laughs> <I'm> too scared. <laughs> there's a part. There is a part where like so like when you get there, it's like a big like national park. So there's like a, a lot of it that there's like a wall at like a wall, like where the edges or like, um, like a railing or something, Mm. but then there's another. So when you go far enough over to the side, so we went to the left cause you could go left or right. And we decided to go to the left. So when you go to the left, um, at a certain point, there's a little sign that's like, okay, if you climb over this, like you're out of the park and we're not liable for your death. Like pretty much. <laughs> like, what is yeah. that? So we were just like, all right, climbing over that. <laughs> and we went, we, we went like all the way to the edge. So, I mean, we were, we were hiking along that, um, along the cliffs for, I don't it had, we had to have been there for like five hours. Like it was like just a monster, like we were there all day. Like we we got to see the sunset and everything. Like it it was so cool, so cool. So like, um, you know, when you see the the uh, the scenes in the Last Jedi um, with Ray and Luke, like on the island, like that's what it was like. It was like that. Like it was just super beautiful. Um, like the gulls were everywhere on the sides of the cliff. So like you could see them all. I didn't see any puffins, sadly, no puffins. <laughs> like you were supposed to be able to see puffins um, <laughs> along there, but like, they're probably so far down that like, you just couldn't like, maybe if I had binoculars or something that I'd be able to see them. But like, uh, but we saw all the gulls, <laughs> all the gulls were there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just the, the countryside was beautiful. Um, you know, it's like, it's one of those places that I would definitely say, like, if you have the money, you should go. Um, but for me, because there's so many other places that I would want to see, like, it would take me a while to get back there. Um, just cause there's like so many other places that I would like to go visit that it, it's not something that I would be like, Oh, I have to go back. Like I would, I would love to go back. Like if I had like unlimited funds, of course, of course I'd go back. Um, 
but there's like so much other stuff that I want to see that it would be like, Oh, you know, it's for, it's really nice. The only thing is that like the, like I wasn't the food and the beer, <laughs> like living, like being in America, we're like super duper spoiled about like all of our craft beer out here. Like it's insane. Like, I don't know how it is, um, by you. I don't even know if you drink, do you drink beer? Yes, but lately, um, I it's sad to admit I've been on a strawberry to kick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll admit no. it though. If I have to turn in my man uh, card, I'll do it. But no, no my my un, my, <laughs> my untapped app. I think I've tried like a hundred different craft beers or so okay. that I've logged in so far. There you go. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but I've been yeah. on drinking these sweet strawberry markers. <laughs> well, I can't help like, it. And I now can't... I have a Yeti cup, and so it's like, hey, stay cold. That's all that's in there. But oh my god, the eight percent alcohol, it fucks me up sometimes. I gotta be careful. Yeah, like you're not kidding. Um, like we have like we have so much out here. Um, it's unbelievable. Like this this side of the this area of the country is just insane with like every every place has craft brews um and their breweries everywhere. So it's like it's a really good spot for that. Um, like, I mean, we have like a place called world of beer. That's just like insane. Like it's just great. Like my, my friend, he has the untapped app. Who knows how many, like he's got to have, like, I don't know. Like he's got to have like 300 different beers by this time has to, because I know he has like, at least I think either a hundred or 150 at the one place itself. So they do stuff like when you get 50, you get like a mug or something. And then like, so on, so on and so forth. And he got so many that they gave him, um, like a, like it was like a party with like a $250 tab. Like that's how many different beers he tried at the one. Place. Wow. Like, so it's so <laughs> crazy. Like I remember, so he was on, he was actually on one of our episodes. Um, he was on the shit show episode where we reviewed <laughs> safe haven where that was our weekly watch with safe haven and um, we had like eight people here and everybody was trashed and it was just like oh, oh. man like i don't think you could listen to it i don't oh, even I know gotta search for that one just to hear what a train wreck eight yeah, people had to oh my god and like because like i remember like and i remember like being drunk but i also remember like just looking at the levels being like oh my god everybody's th- like their eardrums ah like, just being, like i can't control this like there's just nothing oh my god um through, he was through on level later and just pray <laughs> yeah. he was on that episode and like one of the one of the first times that i caught up with him in a really long time it was like after he had gotten married so like i i met him at the at that bar and i was like i was like hey how's it going like gave him a hug and i was like oh congratulations and he was like thanks it took me a while but i did it and he like he he like he holds up his t-shirt and mug that he got for trying like a hundred different beers <laughs> and i'm like no not about that like you're you're getting married you dummy and he was like oh he's <laughs> like he's like yeah that too you know whatever like that's not as big a deal it was so funny i was just like that's such like a you thing to say like <laughs> <laughs> so that's just like a guy's thinking <laughs> right exactly like oh yeah like the hundred beers like and you know what's funny too is that like when, it seems like when guys hang out, we don't really talk about anything of substance. No. We'll just talk about what's going on at hand. Right. And like, I'll spend all day with like a friend 
And then I'll come home and my wife will be like, oh, well, you know, how, how's their kid doing? How, how's the wife doing? How, and she like asks all these like great, meaningful questions. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, she's like, what do you guys talk about all day? I'm like, absolutely nothing of substance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's great. That's amazing. That's so good. Oh. Oh, it's kind it. of funny, though. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so yes, Ireland does not have great beer. <laughs> Well, that's terrible. too bad <laughs> it's not it's not good um but that's also because like i'm i'm so used to having it having like great beer here but the funny thing was that we we did end up going to um like a like a more hip hipstery place i guess um and i think that was in cork county so it was like kind of like a college town type of deal um and they had, they did have some really good microbrews there, but when we were, so we were like talking to the bartender and, um, he gave us like, I, I want to try IPAs cause they were like my favorite. So I, I really like hoppy, hoppy beer. And so like every, I like quote unquote IPA that I tried there, like just didn't taste right to me. So I'm like, Oh, like this isn't, this doesn't taste like anything. Um, and so when we got to that place, like I finally found one and I was like, Oh, this is like amazing. So we're talking to like the, the bartender and he's like, yeah, um, this one, the one that you're trying now, like that has Cascadian hops and they're imported <laughs> from Washington <laughs> state. So that was the reason why I liked it so much. Cause they weren't using their own hops. They were uh-huh. using hops from the States. So it was really funny that that was like the reason, but like he, he was also saying taste the difference. You're like a total beer connoisseur on IP. Well, it's really, it was really easy. I mean, it was, it was really easy. Like their hops are just not like, they just don't taste like ours. Like there's not, there's no way around it. Like it, it's really hard to like even say, but like they're like on tap, their beers are going to be, uh, they're, Irish beers are going to be um, Smittics. There was an IPA that I can't, I can't ever remember what it was called, but like, it tastes like a wheat beer to me. Like it doesn't taste like anything. Um, And I think it was either Budweiser or Bud Light and then Heineken. (laughs) Like of all things, like they're (laughs) super big. Like every single bar we went to had Heineken, every single one. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? Like what is going on here? And then of course, Guinness. Of course, I was but like say, I'm, they had to have Guinness everywhere too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big um, fan of like porters or anything that's he- as heavy as that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had one at the Guinness factory, and that was about it. I was like, I don't need to have any more of this. Um, really good, definitely tastes better than here. But at like I said, like, eh, like I can leave those those types of beer, but then. Like when we were talking to the bar- bartender again, he said a lot of the reason why there's not a ton of like microbrews and stuff is because of the tax on um, alcohol percentages that are above whatever it was. Like pr- I would say probably like five or six percent. Oh, okay. Like once you get above that, they have like a higher tax. So what I was trying to do, I was like, well, I was like, you know, in the States, like they just charge more. <laughs> like, they just charge a lot more. And people don't mind paying it because number one, it tastes really good. And number two, like it'll knock you on your ass way faster. Yeah. Like we've got, um, 
a really great microbrewer out here called Victory, which it like, I don't know how far out they go, but they're getting more and more popular. And there's, there's a beer that they have called Golden Monkey. And it's like, it's like a pale ale. Um, it's a pale ale, but the alcohol percents, like, I think it's like, it's something crazy. It's like 10, it's like between like nine and 10, maybe, oh. or maybe eight and 10. It's really high. So like you can have one or, I mean, and it's really easy to drink too. So like you could have like two and not realize like how crazy drunk you are until you stand up and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, I mean, like, I was like, dude, like you get more people out, like they'll, they'll pay for it. Even if you have to like, you know, make that price a lot higher. And he was like, yeah, I mean, there are like a lot of like, um, you know, there's a lot of like festivals and stuff that are popping up. So it is gaining in popularity. It's just that it's not everywhere yet. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So they're getting there. Um, but yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, this beer is killing me. Killing I had, I'd had a serious IPA Jones when I first got into craft beers. Yeah. And I've tried more of those on my untapped app than anything else. I've tried mm-hmm. 41 different IPAs so far. Oh, they're so good though. <laughs> See, I can't drink they're... them as much now. The mm-hmm. the last time I I got one, I was like, oh, this might be a little too hoppy for me. So I think my taste buds might have changed <laughs> a little. And I like I don't do I really don't do carbs too much anymore. Like my whole diet is like super, oh, yeah. super low carb. I've been wanting right? to ask you about that too. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm glad you brought that up. How's that been going? It's been going pretty good. Um, Every once in a while, I'll have like a lapse of like sugar cravings. Um, But I've been really, really good at not actually not like indulging too much in them. So like, uh, and I don't, I haven't had like every once in a while I'll have a beer, but really I'm trying to think the last time I actually had a full beer was probably thanksgiving and i think i only had one at the time wow um yeah it's pretty pretty, it's pretty crazy because like our fridge is actually full of beer but i think it's all beer that i don't drink anyway because like um our big one yingling out here which is pretty much is it actually like i think it might be nationwide now um but that like they they were like trump supporters or something so i stopped drinking them anyway and i don't drink anything i don't drink anything that's associated with anheuser bush so that like rules out pretty much everything um What's aside up from with anheuser bush uh well i watched this documentary um about like craft brews and like the tactics that they use to get them out of like shops and stuff are just so underhanded like they'll do stuff where they like make up fake labels you know and it's like oh so it looks like a craft brew but it's actually not a craft brew um and just just to like edge out like craft brews from like regular beer stores and distributors and stuff and like all this like really like underhanded just it's like dude like you guys make up like 90 like it's something crazy. It's like ninety six or ninety five percent of the market. Like you don't need to do that. <laughs> like there's plenty of people that are perfectly fine drinking their Bud Light, drinking their Budweiser, whatever. Like that you really don't need to use those tactics, but they do. So like I'm like nah. And I mean like beer's shitty. Like that's the other thing. Like that's just really shitty beer. Like doesn't taste good. Like 
it, it doesn't like give you a great buzz. Like it's just, it's shitty. So I don't drink them anyway. Yeah. I've, but, I've never been into like the mainstream beers like that either. And I, I think that's why I never really got into drinking until I was like, fuck, like 35 or 36. Maybe. <laughs> and it was cause I'd nice. always just tried like Bud Light and shit like yeah. that. And I'm like, no, this, this isn't good. I don't like it. No, see, I can't say the same thing because when I, when I, I, I was never really a huge like underage drinker. Like I'm sure I did a bunch, but not. I was never like crazy until like going to parties and stuff. Um, but when I hit the drinking age, then yeah, like I what I did drink my fair share of Bud Light. Like I did go out to like the bars like out here, um, and would hit up those drink specials for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. But my taste grew over time <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. This is much better. So nor now, like when I drink, like mostly I'm drinking whiskey usually or bourbon is usually Ooh. my go-to. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You've got money. Like one <laughs> I had, a, I had a client who, um, he, he lives pretty far from me but he forgot that he scheduled an appointment with me it was either him or his wife and i can't remember but either way the the reason why he missed it was his fault because i think it was his wife and he was like oh let's go out to dinner and completely forgot she had an appointment with me so when i got there nobody was there and i hadn't i me like a dummy didn't confirm before i left Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, and I didn't that day. And of course, it's always the day that you don't confirm that they, they're not there. So he felt really bad. So he got me this giant bottle of Maker's Mark. It's oh. so big. It's the biggest bottle ever. So <laughs> that's that's usually, if I'm going to drink something, that's usually like my go-to. Um, I don't, but like I haven't had, I think like, the only flower I let myself have if I have it is like in wonton soup because a wonton obviously is like a noodle. Um, but I haven't had any bread since I started. So that was like before Thanksgiving. So that was like early November, probably late October. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is like super carby that people eat all the time. Oh, rice. Like I haven't had any rice. I haven't had any beans. None of that. I haven't had any of that since like before Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> it's about, like drink a lot of coffee. I drink so like the amount of coffee I drink is probably alarming to most people. Cause it's the <laughs> easiest way to get your fat. Uh -huh. Like aside from like eating avocados, which I do like regularly but they're really expensive like that's I mean, the bummer about avocados oh my god and they're so delicious too so it's like uh -huh. a one-two punch you're like ah man you're like eight dollars ah and then if you like god forbid you forget you have it and like it goes bad and then you feel even worse you're like, mm, yeah you cut it open and it's like got the brown spots in you like, motherfucker it's like shoot <laughs> You're like, how much of this can I cut out and yeah. still make it okay? You know, like try it like a little taste test. Like, does this taste bad? Like, I know, like you can eat a brown banana, right? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but like the, so for anybody that doesn't um, drink butter coffee, it sounds awful. Like, I understand how awful it sounds. It's not. It's delicious. If you like it coffee. It is really it, good. It's so good. 
Um, so the, so how you make it is basically you just for, you know, however much coffee, like usually I, I make, um, like for myself, like I'll make like four cups. Right. So in that I usually do two to three tablespoons of, um, MCT oil or coconut oil, same thing. Um, or, and then like two tablespoons of grass fed butter unsalted. Some people use salted. I don't like it. So I just use unsalted and then cinnamon. That's how I make it. Oh, nice. And blend it together. Um, you can add, uh, egg yolk to that if you want. So like, that's like a super breakfast. Um, if you want to take the time to separate your egg yolks from your whites. I've never heard um, of that step. Yeah. It, um, tastes exactly the same, maybe a little bit creamier, but it tastes pretty much exactly the same, but you get the benefit from the yolk. So it's like, Oh, okay, cool. You can um, feel like Rocky while you're drinking your coffee. Right, I know. And I don't, I don't ever, it's perfect. Perfect for me. Um, so like, I don't, <laughs> I don't ever take the time to do that. So, so like one day, like I'll be like one of those, like, you know, like housewives that like do meal prep and just like have like a whole like pitcher just full of egg yolks. So I can just like dump them in, but it's not today. Today's not that day. So, um, can but you, you imagine know? just reaching into the fridge and thinking you're grabbing orange juice and you're grabbing the <laughs> fucking egg yolks. <laughs> oh, I don't drink orange juice. Cause you know what? Orange juice has way too much sugar. In it. Oh, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a no go for you. Right. <laughs> but Ron could think that it's orange juice. Oh, <laughs> That would be such a horrible. There's, there's, there's nothing it. worse than thinking you're about to get one taste in your mouth and it, having it be radically different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, but you get, oh, you can also do heavy cream. So sometimes I do heavy cream too. Um, is heavy cream does not have any carbs in it. Regular milk does, uh, the lactose converts to sugar. So regular milk, milk is out, but heavy cream is in. It tastes better anyway. So um, sometimes I'll do that. But yeah, so like I drink, I mean, I I drink like four cups of that, like probably like twice a day at least. So that's like eight, eight cups of coffee. <laughs> so, so much coffee. And like sometimes, <laughs> and depending on where I am, like I'll stop at Starbucks and get, you know, um, coffee with heavy cream. Cause you can do that. That's awesome. Um, and then our, our, like our convenience stores out here, like that are similar to like, I guess a national chain would be what Seven Eleven. Uh, we have Wawa's out here and they carry light cream. So like light cream's okay, but heavy cream gives you more fat. So that's what you want. Like that's what you want in that uh, low carb diet. Like you want to get your energy from fat and not from sugar. Cause that's like your carbs, um, convert to glucose and that's what you get your energy from. But the fat, what happens is it's like super slow burning. So you have more energy throughout the day. Um, you don't really crash at all. Like it's just like sustained energy. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else, uh, it burns, like since you're using fat as energy, it burns the fat. So you end up losing weight off of that. So like that's kind of how it works. Yeah. It um, kind of jump starts your body into burning fat for its fuel. Right. And like you, because you're eating so much fat, you get full 
quicker than you would if you're eating like, I mean, cause like, like when I was, um, when I was eating, I guess, quote unquote, normally, um, like I could go, like I would, I could get like a, a box of like Cheez-Its or something and just like eat the whole thing. Like I just eat the whole box of Cheez-Its <laughs> once a day. Same thing with like cookies, Oreos, any, any type of thing like that. And so at one point, like at some point, whatever, whatever, whatever it was that like broke my, like was the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. Like I was just like, holy shit, you're addicted to sugar. Like, holy shit, you know? And so at one point I was just like, I have to, like, I have to just stop it. Like, I just have to like cut it out for, and I cut it for like probably a week, like entirely. It was just like, no, like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having sugar, not drink. I'm not getting like a specialty drink at Starbucks. I'm not having chocolate. Like I'm not having bread. I'm not having none of it. And it was awful. Like mm. it was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it was so terrible. <laughs> like you get the, you get like withdrawal symptoms. Like you, Oh, it's, it's, it's awful. But then after you're done, however many days you want to do, or, you know, a week or whatever, you go back and you try something that you used to have. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's just, that's too much. Like that's way too much. So like, if I'm like, Oh, you know, like I'm having a sugar craving or, or like a chocolate craving, then like, I think my chocolate is like not below like 60%, um, like cocoa or cacao, however you want to, I, I don't remember. I feel, like, I feel like so pretentious. Like I feel like that climber, that climber guy with the beanie. Like, oh, my cacao. Oh, let me take a bite of this for so energy. You're just gonna say it like a bird and make it silly, and then you're not pretentious. Cacao. <laughs> but like I have like such a like a I have like such a taste for that, and it. Like I, I like stuff like that too. It's like it's kind of like the beer in that way, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna try this one now. Now I'm gonna try that one, and so it's like, you know, I'll try the ninety percent this time, or like I'll try whatever. And it's like, oh, this one has like this smooth finish, and this one's a little <laughs> bit better. Like it's so ridiculous. But no, I really like dark chocolate too. Like oh, to, I, so I don't really good. even like eating milk chocolate. I don't really anymore. <laughs> like it tastes crazy <laughs> at me. Like I'm like, like what is that? Like that's so sweet. Like I can't take it. So most of the time it's like 80. It's it's usually the 86% bar from Ghirardelli is like my go-to. When I can find the 90% lint, I love that one. That one's really good. It like lots of people are like, Ugh. they make a hundred percent one, which I haven't tried because I haven't found it anywhere. Um, but I can't imagine what that tastes like. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like that's probably pretty crazy. Like it probably because like I'll describe it to somebody and they'll like think that I'm insane because I'm like, well, I mean, you bite into it and it like resembles chocolate and you kind of get like a hint of it, but it's not. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the only thing I can really compare it to is like if you drink any sort of like flavored like seltzer water. Um, it's like that because it's like, you know, you take, it's like, I, I drink, this is going to sound awful too. I drink <laughs> a lot of La Croix. <laughs> oh, sparkling that, water. Yeah, yeah. Sparkling water. And so I drink that and I drink like target has a, just a regular brand that they drink, but like, 
you know, if you have one that's like flavored, like peach pear, it's like you take a sip of it and it's like the, it's like a resemblance of peach, <laughs> but it's not like, it doesn't taste like it at all, but it's like that, like kind of like hit, like memory of peach, like that you're like, huh. Okay. And then once you kind of get over the fact that it's not going to be sugary, then you're like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, as long as they're cold, like for me, they have to be cold. They have to be like super, super cold for it to like, for it to like hit that spot where I'm just like, okay, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. And that'll mix. I'll use that as a mixer with my bourbon sometimes, which is real. Very good. That was one of those things I found weird about Germany was that there was sparkling water everywhere. Really? It was like you'd you'd really have to ask for natural water. Otherwise, it was like their go-to was they're going to give you sparkling water. That's so crazy. You know, it's it's like I like it a little bit, but for me, it almost is like, okay, this is a water that I'm going to drink and I'm going to still feel thirsty afterwards. Right. Yeah. Like you wouldn't (laughs) think that it would be like quenching. It's like, where's your normal water? Like in, um, in Ireland, we were perplexed because they didn't have ginger ale. Like anywhere like there was no ginger ale like there there was one um airport that we were at that like i guess all the flying like my stomach was a little bit upset and that's usually like my go-to like when i have an upset stomach it's like yeah I just have a little bit of ginger ale settle it down and they didn't have it anywhere <laughs> nowhere they had sprite <laughs> no ginger ale and so then after that we're like looking for it like where is it and i think we might have found like a, a weird like crafty sort of ginger ale but wasn't actually ginger ale like it was really strange it was just like one of those things were like where like why like why is there no ginger ale <laughs> like, it's not a thing here Very i didn't strange. see pepsi products anywhere everything was good oh that's interesting yeah. i think in ireland a lot of it was pepsi i mean that like deals with certain countries <laughs> like right? we're not I mean, gonna put this in like here that. yeah it's so weird <laughs> and it was mostly in like so. these little glass bottles which was kind of cool because i don't know i think soda tastes a lot better i think anything tastes better out of glass yeah i do i favor the glass too myself especially like beer and stuff like that i definitely favor glass oh yeah that's so strange anything else strange with germany that you that you noticed like food. Um, no, I, I the sparkling water and, and, and not seeing Pepsi anywhere were the biggest ones I noticed. Yeah, that's so weird. Everybody was so nice, though. Just the whole atmosphere there was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ireland was very similar in that way where everybody was super nice. I so so when we were when we started in Dublin, so when we met up with everybody, like the first thing was that. Um, everybody wanted to get their phones like internationally ready. I ended up not being able to do that because I, I'm always super weird. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily want to do that anyway, cause I didn't want to rely on my phone for anything, but we've quickly found out that we all travel very differently from each other. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but so like, because like my phone, um, like when it, I have a, I have a f- alternative phone plan, I guess I'm going to say like where I don't, I, I don't belong to any of like the major networks and it's kind of a pay for what you use type of thing. So like my minutes and all of that stuff, it's like 
like if I use certain amount, that's like small. If I use another, if I use more than that, it's a medium or large and they have price differences like in all of those things, it results in a really low phone bill basically. (laughs) But because of that, whenever I get a phone, I have to buy the phone outright. I can't buy it. Like I can't just, I don't have like a special deal or anything. So usually when I buy my phones, I buy them secondhand. And since I bought mine secondhand, they couldn't get the information about the phone in order to make it an international phone. So I I was, yeah, so I couldn't have an international phone, which is fine, was fine by me. Um, I don't think my friends really like that a lot. (laughs) They were a little mad at me for not having that, but I was like, I didn't like, I was like, like, what else am I supposed to do here? So I didn't really have a choice. Um, but they ended up getting theirs when we went to the place to do it. Um, there was this woman there and she had, she was holding her dog. It must've been, it was like a smaller dog, like, like a white, like fuzzy dog. She had this dog in her hands. So like, because I was waiting and like my friends were doing stuff, I was like, you know, I was just like, Oh, can I pet your dog? And she was like, she said something and then handed me her dog. (laughs) So I'm like standing there like, holding this person's dog like uh like now what do I do because I really didn't because like it was like right in the beginning like you know we had traveled all all the day before like I was you know it's a strange place strange city like you don't know what you're doing like I was really missing my dog at the time so I'm like I need to talk to this want to talk to this dog and she just hands me this dog. So I'm just holding this dog for like a good like 10, 15 minutes while she's like dealing with the phone company. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this dog. So then eventually I was like, here you go. You know, like, thank you. <laughs> like handed her dog back. It was just like such a ridiculous thing about it. Like, of course, like the first dog I meet ends up in my arms somehow. <laughs> so ridiculous. But uh Oh, yes. They, I mean, like, the people were really nice there, like, for the most part. Like, I, I don't think we really encountered anybody that was, like, super mean. I know we encountered one waiter that was, like, not great. Um, and I think it was probably – I don't – actually, we couldn't really figure out what it was. Like, I don't know if he just had a bias against, like, Americans. Um, like, there was a table – of like college they must have been in college like these college kids that were like right next to us that had come in after we came in so I don't know if maybe like he was just like angry because of that but like he was just not (laughs) he was like not about us at all like he was super short like took forever like didn't ask us if we wanted anything else after like you know like oh you want some drinks or whatever like just not about us at all and we're like all right well (laughs) that's too bad yeah, it was sad, but like that, I mean, that's just, you know, you get one of those in every, in every crowd. So other than that, everybody was super, super nice. And like, we weren't sure like how they were going to view us because of everything that's going on politically, but everybody was like super nice. And we were just very sure to tell them that like, you know, he doesn't represent all of us. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, we promise. Like we didn't mean to do this. Like this is not intentional. Yeah, so. since my trip was like it was done through my work, and yeah. they sent out an email beforehand. They're like, "Do not get engaged <laughs> in any political <laughs> like ha- have yeah. s- have some of your exit plans for these conversations thought out." 
right, <laughs> beforehand, exactly. but it, it never came up once, which was pretty oh, wow. cool. Yeah. For, for us, it did for sure. Um, mostly because we stayed in a lot of Airbnbs and one of the first ones we stayed in, um, it was, it was really cool. It was on a farm and it was actually like, so the, it was on a, it was on a farm, the guy's wife, like the guy, I think he was like, he was a writer that wrote a couple books about the history of Ireland. The woman was actually a potter as in like pottery. And so her workshop was like, she converted the barn into her workshop. So one side of it was her workshop. The other side was her, um, studio or, uh, her showroom. Um, and they had their house in the middle and then off to the right was a little cabin. And that's, that's what they rented out for the Airbnb. So it was like completely full, um, with, you know, a kit, a little kitchen washer and dryer, which by the way, their washer and dryers are terrible there. They're not good. <laughs> like, Oh no. They're, they're so hard. They were so hard for us to understand. Like nothing had actual words on it. And maybe we're just dumb Americans. That could be totally, totally true, but like, there's no words on them. So trying to figure out like, what all these symbols mean. We're just like, I have no idea. So like we never, we never used it right ever. Like not once (laughs) did we use a washer and dryer right there. Um, but they had like, you know, a bedroom, a shower, like all everything you needed. And so it was really nice. Like it was really nice the entire time that we were there. And, um, I, somebody told me that Germany, like their, their son, their day is like super, super long. Um, Ireland's was longer than here. So like in our summer, it's like, uh, I guess like nine o'clock would be like the latest the sun would be out there. It was like 10 or 11. I can't remember, but it was really long. Cause we were oh, just like, wow. Oh my God, like this is forever. So we were like, you know, what would be really cool is if we invited, um, our hosts, to dinner and we'll make a dinner because we have a kitchen. So we went like, that was like the best thing you can eat in Ireland is anything that's caught local. So anything, any seafood that's fresh and local, like that's what you want. Like everything else is pretty much just like standard pub food. It's like American pub food, but not done as well. So it's like, eh, it's, it's okay. But their fresh fish is like amazing. So we ended up getting like a bunch of stuff because it was, the, that place was down on the coast. It was like on the Southern tip. And so, um, we invited them to dinner. So what we ended up doing is like, they had a table or they had a table in the cottage that we're staying at that we could have outside. And since it was so nice, we had dinner outside. It was really great. And like, they were, they were like super, super nice, but we did talk about politics a lot. (laughs) It was all friendly. It was all really friendly and they were super like understanding and, you know, um, critical, you know, critical of course. Cause like, how can you not be if you're not from here? You know what I mean? Like, and even if you are from here, like, absolutely. But, um, everything was like super friendly and super nice and they were just really sweet people. But, uh, because of that, because of like having all of those like really close interactions, we did talk, <laughs> talk about politics a lot for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that can come up, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, especially with just how weird it is right now. Oh my gosh. I mean, so crazy. Well, it, I don't know. There's just been so many odd things that's happened in America to where it really makes you question like, is this real? Is right. the simulation theory correct? I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, we had, we had a guy whose last name was Wiener got busted <laughs> for sending dick pics. Not once, but twice. We could be in the matrix. That could be just a <laughs> yeah, joke. Right? You know? Like, and, it and could now, be. Yeah, and now, like, a, a, a an asshole guy who's, like, the star, former star of a reality show is now yeah. the leader of the free world. Uh-huh. It's crazy. <laughs> it is weird. It is so crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Does, does that sort of stuff um, ever come up much in, like, your job now that you know, um, you, with you being a masseuse, do people ever want to talk about that sort of stuff or, um, every once in a while, usually during elect election time is when they'll bring it up. Um, I try not to like, so like a lot of times, so like when you're, when you're a massage therapist, um, you like, sometimes you talk, sometimes you don't. So like, depends on your client. Um, and what they like. So like you feel out, like when you have regulars, you kind of feel out what type of person they are, if they like to talk during their appointments, if they don't. Um, and so like sometimes like you have to, you have to kind of like tread the line lightly because you never know, like if you don't know the person, you never know what side they're going to lean on. So you don't want to say something that's going to be like, totally like that. They're just going to be like, Oh, like I hate that. Or I don't like that because they're, I mean, they're there to relax. They're paying you for that. Um, or, you know, if it's corrective, they're paying you to, you know, help them figure out like what's going on with their back or whatever. So you really have to like put that, that whole piece of it. You have to put that in front and just say, you know, like, well, they're here for this. So, I don't really want to get into a political debate, but if you kind of sense or they say something and it's like, oh, okay, we kind of have the same type of opinion, then you can kind of say something that's like just to the right of neutral and then see where they're at. And then you can kind of go from there. So you kind of have to like feel it out a little bit and be like, uh, can I get away with this? Can I not get away with that? Um, I mean, it's the same. It's like talking to your client about anything. So like, uh, just the other last week, um, I had a client who was wearing a, an Eagle shirt and I was like, I was like, are you watching the game? <laughs> I was like, you watching the game? Today? <laughs> and she was like, she's like, yeah. And so like, I don't know, like, I feel bad, like looking back on it, I kind of feel bad. And so hopefully I didn't talk too much. Cause like, sometimes I, sometimes I'll get carried away with something and I'll talk like through the entire appointment and then like look back on it and be like, Oh, I hope she didn't, I hope she wasn't just being polite. And I mean, she was engaging, so I don't think she was, but like, sometimes like, I feel like that where I'm like, Ooh, like maybe I should have stopped and just let her kind of like relax <laughs> and not like just talked her ear off the entire time. Um, but like that whole, that whole session was just me talking about football, <laughs> it's like back and forth, like, Oh, what do you think is going to happen in the game? And like all this, all this different stuff. So it was just really funny. Um, talking about that stuff <laughs> during a session. <laughs> so how did you get your start being a massage therapist? Mm. So 
I had been working in retail for probably over 10 years at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there, 10 to 12, somewhere in there. I was just getting really tired of it. Um, I was at Target for a really long time. So I was at Target for like uh, eight and a half years. Like I'm back now, like I'm still there, <laughs> but I'm doing like seasonal hours. So right now, like I don't even, I don't even think I crack 10 hours a week, but oh, nice. uh, yeah, I know. It's like, it's so ridiculous, but the, the discount better nice. in retail, right? <laughs> I know. And that job actually isn't that job, like working for Target's not terrible. Um, well, that's good. And interacting with the clients on the basis that are clients, um, customers, when I do, most of them are really pleasant. Like most of them are super, super nice. So like, I can't even say that they're like terrible. Like now if you work like up front, like as a cashier or like at the returns department, different story, even like maybe Starbucks is probably a different story. But like when you're just on the sales floor and you're putting like items on the shelf, like, and somebody's like, Hey, where's this? And you're like, Oh, it's so right over here. And then they're like, cool. And you're like, great. And that's it. So it's like, it's <laughs> not, not a big deal. Um, but like I'd been working for a really long time. I was, a, I had been a manager before. Um, but I didn't like it like, because at stores like that, especially really big stores, like their management chain is like, you're a team member then you're a team lead, then you can be an exec. And then the only thing on top of that is store manager, unless you do operations that aren't in the store, then you can be like a, a partner or a buyer or something like that. But that's like the chain in the store. And I was a team lead for a really long time. And then like, once you get to be a team lead, they're like, okay, well, you could be an exec. Then they also have this stupid like interim thing that's called uh I forget what it's called, but it's like a half step up, step up where they don't pay you what they pay an exec, but you have all the work. So it's like, it's kind of like an, almost like an internship type, like, let's see how you do here. Um, but it's bullshit. And like in stores like that, like it's bullshit anyway, because like you always have your execs that don't do shit. Like they don't do anything. And like, so they're just kind of like walking around the store, like, you know, and like, there's tons of shit to do and like, nobody's doing anything. And I had an exec like that on my team, which is terrible because I supervise the unload. <laughs> so like, you're talking trucks coming in and your trucks would have like 1500 pieces and those that each piece is a box. So like, you're thinking like, okay, like a box of shampoo that has six shampoos to go on the shelf. Like, you know what I mean? So that's a lot of product coming in. And so to have a, a boss that'll do stupid shit, like, um, like on his weekend to work, not like when he's supposed to be there at four for the unload, he leaves it to my partner and doesn't come in until like 10. So it's like stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? Or like he would do stuff like, Oh, if we had leftover, like we're supposed to get done a full truck in a day. But if we had leftover, he would like take it and like hide it in places and not hide it well because our store manager would find it and then be like, and then come on us and be like, well, why did you guys not finish this? And we'd be like, well, we didn't like, we left the note for like, we left a note for him saying that this is what we didn't have finished, but he wouldn't 
pass that on because he didn't want to get in trouble. So it was just like stupid shit like that. So like all of those experiences, I was like, I'm fucking done. Like I'm done with this. Like I don't want, like I don't ever want to be in a spot where like I don't take care of my team members. You know what I mean? Like I know how hard these guys work. I know how little they get paid. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I don't want to be like, okay, this is okay. Let me just, because the reality is when you work in retail, you don't get moved up unless somebody likes you. And that's bullshit. Like, it doesn't matter a lot of times, like what kind of work you do, like how good you are. Case in point, when my partner left, so like he basically did the same job I did. When he left, we were supposed to get a replacement or we were supposed to hire a replacement. So the good thing is that they do like to hire within or they do like to promote within the store. But like I said, they have to like you. (laughs) But if they like you does not always mean that you're competent. So the guy that they replaced my partner with, because he moved to different, he moved to a different store and got like uh, a better position. So, um, the guy that they replaced him with was a guy that drank all the time. Like he must, he had to have been an alcoholic. Like you, you, he walked by, you could smell alcohol on him. And so when he was considered for that, we went to our supervisor and said, if something happens while he's in charge, we are not going to support you. Like we will throw you under the bus because we know that he drinks <laughs> like it's just that it's retails really weird and that like something would have to happen in order for him to get fired it's crazy so or you'd have to like physically see him like with a bottle in his hand drinking but um so he got hired like he got hired he was in charge of all of that stuff like i'm like machine like machinery like people's lives like all sorts of crazy yeah crazy stuff that he's in charge of and he drank all the time and runs in his chair laughing because he worked with me at that time (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's like laughing because he knows exactly who i'm talking about yeah (laughs) he knows exactly who i'm talking about um because like it wasn't long after that that i that i ended up stepping down from being a manager because I was trying out a different job at the time, but also I didn't want to deal with that bullshit anymore. So I stepped down. So I was just a team member, which is like the way to do it. Like if you work at Target, like that's the way to do it. Like start as a, you know, negotiate yourself like something crazy as team lead and then like give it like a year or two and then step down because you only lose two of those dollars. (laughs) So then you then you're just a team member making like, you know, however much you make. And it's super awesome. So you can you can make more money. So <laughs> that anybody awesome. that works at Target, that's that's the secret um, <laughs> to, to doing that. Of course, like since I left and came back, I, I didn't I don't get that perk anymore. But that's okay. It's not a big deal. But um, yeah. So since I was so tired of that, um, like I was thinking of different things to do. I was like, huh, like what do I do? Like, what can I do? You know, I can't, like, I had already been to school twice um, and graduated, but it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, like, I don't, like, I don't know how much more money I can spend <laughs> um, and justify it. And like, what do I want to do, you know, that will actually be a career. So um, my one friend, my one climbing friend, he had gone to massage therapy school 
my other friend, um, my friend Alice, who <laughs> we all know, uh, my friend Alice, she was like, she works with, um, uh, she works at a therapeutic riding barn. She pretty much helps her mom run it. And so what that is for people who don't know is therapeutic riding barns help people with, uh, mental and physical disabilities of all ages, kids and adults. Um, usually some places are more specified, but theirs isn't, um, and helps them like gain skills to live in the world basically like not necessarily independently, but sometimes independently depending on how, um, like what their disability is. So basically any interaction with horses can really help that. Like you can gain confidence, you can gain speech where you maybe not have before, like all sorts of different benefits from that. Um, but then the thing is, is that because these horses are dealing with, um, all sorts of different things, first of all, they, they get stress from that sometimes. And they're a lot of times they're older horses. So usually it's a horse that needs that's done whatever it's, it was that they did. And now they're kind of like at the later stages in life. So that usually makes them perfect candidates because they're a lot like more forgiving and just like more empathetic that way. Um, and so, and then like with physical disabilities, they get super imbalanced because like if you have somebody who can't straighten their spine, then they're kind of compensating like with their back. So she was like, I do massages for my horses. So maybe you should think about that. I'm like, okay. And so when I was thinking about that, you know, like massage therapy came up in that same conversation. Cause it's like, well, how do you get started? Cause I'm not, I don't come from like a horse family. So like, I don't know that a lot about horses. I didn't grow up that way. And she did. Um, so I was like, all right, well, let me check out the school, you know? So like I started checking out schools and I was like, well, this isn't a bad idea and it's not as expensive as like going back to college and everything like that. So I took a look at it and I was like, yeah, this could be, this could be really cool. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's basically why I decided to, to get into, um, into the school itself. And like, once you, once you kind of visit it, like, you know, whether or not like you want to do it almost because it's just like, the atmosphere is like really is really cool. Um, and everybody's like super, um, pumped up about it. So it's like, if you, if you're really into that, like if you're into any like sort of like anatomy or anything like that, which I am, um, or any sort of like, like it's almost, it's kind of like a start into like physical therapy almost. Um, if you wanted to go that route, I guess. Um, and it's just, like it, everything that when I went and visited the school, like everything that they were saying, you know, like we really help people, um, you know, we get people through injuries and stuff like that. We prevent injuries. We do all sorts of different things. Like we, you know, we do all sorts of different things, like all of that. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. So, <laughs> um, and it was kind of a way to get out of, you know, working in retail and not really feeling because like in retail, like I never really felt like I made a difference. I was always just like, oh, like, you know, I'm all I'm doing is like helping people like I'm helping people buy into the fact that like, oh, I need this thing or I need that thing. And, you know, this like buying this will make me happy. And it was just like kind of like, eh, like, I don't that doesn't 
feel fulfilling to me. But then like when you go to massage therapy school, it's all about like, you know, well now I'm actually like, I can actually physically make a difference in somebody's life. You know, like, well, we're like, I'll have somebody that's like, I can't, like, I can't turn my neck and I'll be like, okay, cool. We're going to try this thing. Tell me if it works. We try it. And then now they can turn their head again. So it's like, it's, it's awesome. It's so much more fulfilling. Yeah. It sounds really cool. I've, I've never actually gotten like a professional massage before. Oh yeah, you should. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) should. Everyone should. That's listening. Um, I mean, if you, the only thing about it though, is that like, um, it's a super personal relationship. And so sometimes if you get, if your first one is not a great one, it can turn you off to it. So, okay. Yeah. So it is a little tricky in that way because like not every therapist matches up with every person. So like your preference is like really like it really matters when it comes to that. Some people can go to like a bunch of different people and they don't care. Um, like I had that at the, the place that I used to work was like that because there were, there was a lot of us there. So like there were there, I remember having one client coming in and being like, I like to try every therapist. And I'm like, well, good for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, great. Cause like our, our whole thing there was like, like, the amount of appointments you got like was based on how many uh, repeat customers you got. So it was like, you know, that was just like one thing that you didn't want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> like you did not like, sure. If you like that, that's awesome. Great. Just don't share it with me. <laughs> like, Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear it. You know, like I don't want to hear it. What I want to hear is like, Oh man, I can't wait to see you again. You know, like, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, like, Um, I mean, cause like you can, you can basically plug massage therapy into anything. So it's like, okay, do you have trouble sleeping? Get a massage. Do you have neck pain? Get a massage. Are you stressed out? Get a massage. Do you have kids? Get a massage. Do you have a birthday coming up? Get a massage. Like everything, like you can basically have a reason for a massage for like anything. Like you can think of any reason, like every single person has a reason to get one. Um, it's just, and it, there's nothing like a good massage. Like it just, there's nothing better <laughs> than a good massage. Like you're just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like you're like fighting to stay awake, like on the table. You're just like, I can't, I can't. Oh, like, this is so great. Oh, so good. My wife's back always gets like kind of like her mid to upper back always gets super tensed up on her. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, like if we're watching TV and the kids have already been to bed. Like she'll sit on the floor in front of me and I'll sit on the couch oh, and, that's I'll, nice. and I'll rub out like her neck and her shoulders and everything. Yeah. And then she'll usually rub my feet at the same time. So it could be oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like nice. a symbiotic relationship. Cause yeah. it's like my feet are get the most sore and right. her back gets the most sore. Oh. And, but yeah, but I've never that's actually nice. gone for like a, a real, but what's funny is that. I can rub Lindsay like as hard as I can to where it's like, how is this not hurting you? And she's like, that's barely enough. Right. Right. Where, whereas like she barely rubs me and I'm like, <laughs> uncle, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A lot of, I found a lot of times that does happen with like, like a uh, couple, well, not necessarily couples, but like men and women where like, like men will be like, Oh yeah. Like I'll get a deep tissue. And then you give them a deep tissue and they're like, uh, like this hurts. Whereas like sometimes <laughs> like, the, like 
even if it hurts like a woman, like she'll say nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you'll see, you'll see her, you'll see her twitch and you'll be like, are you okay? And she'll be like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And you're like, and then you kind of like think twice. You're like, like, I don't know if I should press harder because you're obviously, like, you're obviously guarding, but like, you don't want to say that you're gar- like, so, <laughs> so I do find that sometimes with, with men, but like, I also get, I also get that like sometimes not so much where I work now, um, but at the other place that I used to work, like I would get like a little bit of like suspicious looks, like from some of the men that would be my clients, they'd, they'd be like, like, I don't know about this. Um, and then like, you know, they get on the table and they're like, Oh, okay. I'm fine with this now. Like, cause they just, they see my, like, I'm, I'm short, like I'm five foot one. Like I'm not, I'm not bulky in any way. So like, I think they look at me and be like, how in the world is she going to be able to do what I need her to do? And then they get on the table and they're like, ow, (laughs) (laughs) like I had one, I did, I did have one, like we, so at that place, we didn't really have couples massages but you could get your massage scheduled at the same time. So, I mean, really a couple's massage isn't like, it's not, it's not anything different. It's just that you're in the same room because like most of the time with couple massages, like, what are you going to, like, are you going to hold hand? Like what, why? So like, you <laughs> right? know, cause like most of, yeah. Cause most couples don't talk. Like if you're going to talk to each other, okay. But like most of them don't. So it's like, okay, what's the reason for being in the same room? Um, the place that I work now is really nice because you just open the doors. And so like the the tables aren't next to each other. They're like kind of on the same, like they're they're lined up like um, like in a line basically, mm-hmm. but you're not next to each other. But that's nice because you just open the doors. The other place you physically had to build the second table so like, folded out and everything so it was kind of annoying so we never, none of us like to do them because we're just like why <laughs> like you're not even talking to each other <laughs> but like so but we would have them at the same time so you could both go in at the same time and end at the same time which was really nice because if you wanted to you know like go out and eat and stuff like you didn't have to wait for somebody else to get done or whatever so there was one time where it was me and my um my friend matt were the therapists and it was a couple and on the sheet, it never differentiates unless you request one or the other. It doesn't like it's just random who gets what person. And at this particular time, it was me with the male and him with the female. Sometimes they would do it like that because a lot of times like men are a little bit weird about having a male therapist. So like a lot of times they do it like that for that reason. But like so we greet the couple and the guy looks at me and he looks at Matt and he's like, I'm not with that guy. And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, I know. I'm like, we're like, oh, do you want to switch? And the girl was like, no, nope. <laughs> like his like his <laughs> like wife or girlfriend was like, no, nope, I don't want to switch. And so we're like, OK, cool. And I didn't care. But so like he gets on the table and I'm like, OK, because he's like he's like looking at me like. Oh, I don't think that this is a great, like, I don't think you're going to be able to do anything. So I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And like, he must, uh, he was like six, six feet. I mean, he wasn't a huge guy. Like I was just like, and he wasn't big, like he wasn't like oversized or overweight or anything. So I'm like, what do you like? Ah, okay, fine. So he gets on the table. So like on, I don't know what I was, 
I, at the time I always started with the legs and like, I like getting your calves massage, like your calves are really sensitive. So most people, when you do deep tissue on the calves, like they don't really like it because it hurts a lot. So like I took my thumb and my, my first finger and started his ankle and went up like around the sides and just squeeze as hard as I could. Like I was so mad at this guy for like assuming that like I had no strength or whatever. I'm like, this is what I do for a living. Even if I didn't have a ton of muscle, like it's called leverage. Like I don't like, do you not know anything about physics? So like, I just like push as hard as I can. I think I was probably like on my tiptoes, like trying to get as much body weight behind it as I could. And like, sometimes depending on like whatever move it is, like I'll hook my elbow into my hip to give not only my shoulder, but my hip strength as well. So, and like after, so like after, like when I got to his back, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know what? I really didn't think that you would have enough strength to do a deep massage but yeah you're you're fine i'm like (laughs) i was like all right cool like then we're we're on the same page here now thank you (laughs) that's excellent (laughs) yeah it was so good it was like one of the most satisfying moments (laughs) like that i've had (laughs) so good (laughs) so like what what like style of massage do you do because isn't there like like shiatsu and like different is it like different schools of thought on it or just technique or Um, there's, okay. So what they call them modalities. So like basically when you go into most massage places, they'll have what's called Swedish massage or relaxation massage. It's a, it's a light type of massage. It's not super like the pressure isn't super deep. Um, it's really like super relaxing. It's a lot of for like sleep and stuff like that. Or if you don't know what kind of pressure you like, um, then there's deep tissue, which gets, and all, all basically everything that I'm going to list is like what I do. So deep tissue is where you're targeting specific places. So if you're like, oh man, like I'm having trouble with my shoulder or like my neck is really stiff, depending on how much pain you're in, deep tissue is great. Deep tissue is great for shoulder area um, and low back problems. Cause like in your uh, low back is usually refers to like the glutes. So like in the glute, in the glutes there, it's like layers of muscle. So you've got like your glute, glute max, glute mid, glute mean, uh, min. So it's maximum medius minimum. And then like underneath that, there's more, there's like tons of muscles all in there. So what happens is like, if you're sitting all day, all of those muscles are getting um, compacted a lot of times what happens then is they press against the nerve. So the sciatic nerve is what runs all the way down. So it runs from your hip all the way down to your feet. So like when people are like, I have sciatica, usually it's not actually sciatica. Usually it's just that the nerve is impinged. So what deep tissue does is it helps to get underneath that superficial layer of muscle down into the ones that are a lot deeper. So that can really help something like that because you're getting all you're trying to get all the way down underneath those layers of muscle to the ones that are impinging against the nerve. Um, 
And same thing in the shoulder. So in the shoulder, you've got your, your scapula, which is your shoulder blade. And you've got muscles on, you got muscles on top of that. And then you've got um, muscles underneath. So you're trying to get through all of those, all of that muscle tissue and deep tissue can really help with that. Um, the reason why I say targeted is because when I do deep tissue, I, I, I'm from the school of thought where slower is better because you're, you are going so deep. You're, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pain usually. Um, and so when you're doing that, I, I feel, excuse me, I feel like it's better to go slow instead of like pounding at somebody. Um, so usually when I do that, I, I tell people, I'm like, well, give me like a couple areas to work with. And also because like when you get to the legs and stuff, like most people don't really want deep, like they might say they want deep tissue, but they don't really. Um, and so it takes, it takes longer. So I I'll almost never can do a full body, like an actual deep tissue. Um, but then there's also, I also do a modality called myofascial. So this is interesting. It's so if you've ever, do you eat chicken? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's so you know, okay. So, you <laughs> know, when you have like a chicken breast, um, and it's raw and it has that like little like film over top of it, you can almost like pull it off uh-huh. and it's like super, super thin. That's what's called fascia. It wraps around all of the muscles. So we have the same thing. Fascia wraps around all the muscles, all the organs. It wraps around pretty much everything. And so the school of thought with that is that our fascia gets super tight um, or hard and that impinges muscle movement. So my what myofascial does, it's super, super light. So usually I recommend that for like, people who kind who want deep tissue but can't take that much pressure. So basically it's like if you hold your hand like against your forearm like the lightest you possibly can and then slightly move it. <laughs> That's what myofascial is. So the the theory is that if you hold it like that then what will happen is your touch will melt or loosen the fascia that's around the muscles. And then as it's melting, your hand will move according to where it needs to go. So it's a little bit of like, almost kind of like a, it's not, it's not really spiritual because it it is like scientifically based, but it is almost like that in a way, because you're kind of trusting your, the body to like do what it needs to do. Okay. Which is very interesting. The other thing that's interesting about it, because it also deals with um, what's called unwinding. And I've I've never mm, – that's not true. In school, I did help facilitate unwinding. So what unwinding is, is like – but I've never done it by myself. So like I have a client that does it, but I'll kind of explain that in a second. So what unwinding does is like basically somebody's on the table – You tell them to relax as much as they can, like to just kind of like let go. Just don't think about anything, don't think about anything, whatever. And then you take um, any kind of appendage, I guess. (laughs) So like an arm, a leg, whatever. And then you just kind of like move it back and forth. So basically you need the client like this. The reason why it's so hard to get somebody to unwind is because people don't want to lose control. 
And so that's the goal is to get them to stop like controlling their arm to let it go. So just like leave it go. And you're the one who's moving it back and forth. If that body part needs to be unwound, what will happen is it will start moving independently. So we've done this in class before. So I know that for a fact that it does work, it's not the there's it's there's no question it absolutely does work if you can get the client to not um to to let go enough sometimes it wouldn't work in school because you have so many people watching that like your mind just controls it you know what i mean like so you're like uh like i'm not gonna do this but I've seen it. So I've seen it. And like, you know, their arm is moving, like it's moving back and forth or like their hand is opening and closing. They're not doing it. So like, I don't know. And they will say it to you. Like, I don't, I, I'm not doing this. Like, I really am not like, I'm not moving it. Like, this isn't me. Like I can't stop it. And so like that unwinding will go until your body is done. Like until it's gotten rid of everything it needs to get rid of. Um, and I've seen it with like my teacher too. Cause like my, my teacher, holy crap, she unwinds so much that like, it doesn't take a lot for her to go. So like, um, she had, she was like, all right guys, like you're going to have to do this on the floor because once I start going, like if I'm on a table, I will most likely fall off of it. So she, she's <laughs> on the floor and it looks like an exorcism. It's crazy. Like oh, her sister, wow. she's like dancing around and her arms are like moving and her legs are moving. Like it was crazy. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, this has to be real because nobody would voluntarily do this <laughs> like in the middle of class. Like it was insane. So, but like I've seen it in various, like I've seen it like, you know, with just like an arm, like twitching back and forth. Um, my one friend, like I did it to my one friend who he, it was like his, his foot was like shaking and it wouldn't stop. Um, and that was pretty crazy, but yeah. So like, so that's another part of myofascial, but it's, it's harder to get somebody to do that. I do have a client though, who taught herself how to unwind. So how her massage goes, I always feel really guilty about it because like, I am just the facilitator. Her body knows when it needs to loosen up. What I do is predict where that needs to happen. So like, for instance, if she's saying to me, my left shoulder is sore and it's seizing up. She did have, she actually did have like uh, shoulder surgery. So I'll be like, okay, well I can guess, okay, maybe your, your right side is going to be a little bit sore because you're compensating by holding, you know, by leaning more on your right and things like that. So then what I do is I just like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put my hands over here. I might like, I might do a little bit of pressure to see where her muscles are tight. So I might be like, all right, let me, let me take a look. I'll be like, all right, well that does feel tight. So then I'll just, but then I'll just sit my hands there and wait. (laughs) And I will wait until her body does whatever it needs to do to get it out. So it can be as little as just a twitch 
or it can be as much as her whole shoulder, like coming off the table and doing like a jerking movement. So it can be any number of those things. And I like the whole massage is me just kind of like going from spot to spot, kind of feeling it out. Do I think this is tight? It's probably tight. Let me sit here. And then like jerk, you know, and just that's how that massage works. So her body knows it. I didn't facilitate. I didn't actually like make her do any of those things. She just, her body just does it by itself, which is so crazy. (laughs) So crazy. So it's like one of the, yeah, it's like one of the easiest massages that like I do because I don't (laughs) do anything. I just sit there. I just like, like, I mean, part of me, part of being a a massage therapist is intuition and and knowing and also science too, because you know how the body works and how we compensate for things and everything and movement. But also it's partly just me being like, I think like my intuition, like, I think this is where you're sore. (laughs) Like if it is great, we'll sit there and you can work it out. If not, then we move to a different spot. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's pretty crazy how it works. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Hey, do you care if we take a quick break? Oh, not at all. Nope. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) All right. We are back. Um, Yeah. So, so on that, what we were talking about with, um, the different styles of massage and mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not going to pronounce this right, but oh, what is, uh, I think it's Reiki or is it Reiki? Reiki. Okay. What is that? So this is, this is really interesting because I'm actually, I actually am certified like, okay. So Reiki is supposed to be, it's an energy modality. However, I'm a little bit of a skeptic, so like I, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't even practice it, but people swear by it. And the thing is, is that like lots of people believe in it and it works for a lot of people. So what it does or is supposed to do is like Reiki is like is basically an energy that's like in is supposed to be in and around like everything. And so when you go through like day-to-day life and everything else, you get stressed out, everything, and then you become imbalanced and the energy becomes imbalanced. So as a Reiki quote unquote healer, I don't really like that term, but whatever, what your job is, is to kind of facilitate getting that energy back and, balancing out the client. So it's re- like, it's kind of, and I hate, I hate saying this, but it's kind of like a placebo in my own personal opinion, which I, sh- I shouldn't be saying that because I practice it, but <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's not anything you can prove. So it's like, it's like a faith-based type of thing because you can't really prove anything by it. And like, I really don't, I'm not enti- I haven't I haven't practiced it on a lot of like skeptics. So I can't say whether or not it works regardless, like whether you believe it or not. It does obviously help if you do because then your mindset you're already thinking that you, you should balance this thing or what have you. I do know people who practice it and are super 
all about it and into the spirituality. I don't even know. I don't know that I said that right, but (laughs) whatever. Yeah. (laughs) What's that word? Um, So, so there, there are people who are like super, super into it. Um, When I, when I practice it, like I, I don't like, I'm not sitting like when I practice it, I'm never like, Oh, this is like not going to work. Like I fully like throw myself into like, I want this to work for this person. Like, and things like that. Um, sometimes I get a little bit of visions with that. And I don't know if that's me like projecting like what I want to happen. Or, you know, I mean, I don't know if you believe in ghosts. Sure. Like, maybe they're ghosts that like visit through the energy. Who knows? Um, but like, normally when I do it, if I if I get visions, it's usually of animals and they're like, they're my animals. So it's usually like my dog that passed and stuff like that. So, I mean, that could totally be me like projecting that like onto or through the client because it is a very personal thing when you're thinking, like when you're going through it and you're channeling that, or you're trying to channel the energy or channeling any energy, I suppose. Um, And you're, you know, you're in these thoughts, like, you know, like I want, like, I want this to, you know, balance, you know, I want this person to have balance and peace and everything else in their life. Cause like, I mean, when you do it, like technically what you're supposed to do is you could, you can touch the client if you want to, but you don't have to. So like you're putting your hands like over top and you can do that by like chakras if you want to, which are like, there's different chakras and they mean different things depending on like which one it is and so like you know if you're if somebody tells you like well I had a you know I had a death in the family and it's really hard for me to get through like you can be on a certain chakra for that or you you don't even have to like it's that's the that's the part that gets a little like iffy for me it's like because like when I'm like learning about it and they're like well you could do this or you could do that or this so it's like almost like there's an answer for everything and that's usually when you're like that sounds a little bullshit to me you know what I mean like when it's like you can kind of spin it any way you want to so but I do really believe in like positive thinking and things like that so like if I can give that like positivity be like a positive vibes or it's similar to prayer in that way. Um, so like if I can give that to somebody else and like bounce that off of me onto them, then awesome. And if it works for them and it makes them feel better, then that's all that really matters in the end. Like it doesn't really matter like what you believe, I believe, whatever. If they get that positive vibe and feel more balanced or less, you know, less sad or anything like that, that's like, that's all that matters. So I don't know. I don't even know if I explained that at all. <laughs> no, no, that sounds really fascinating. It's awesome. Like I thought it had something to do with that. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, like using the body's energy as a way to, you know, quote unquote heal or whatever. But yeah, it does sound like it would be very, you know, placebo effect like. Yeah. Cause I mean, like there are people who swear that it did help them like heal whatever it is they needed to heal. And there's another, Oh my gosh, I can't remember what it is, what it's called now, but there's another type of like 
energy work that deals with like the individual organs and muscles, but I can't remember what it's called. I'd have to research it. But like there was a woman, like it might've been like healing touch or something weird like that. But there was a woman who worked a couple doors down from the, my old job. And she, so she came in and she was like talking to me about all of that plus Reiki and everything else. I mean, her thing seemed a little bit more legit in the fact that like, like there was, there were in-depth classes and you needed to know a shit ton about anatomy um, in order to get like certified in it. So I, like, I have no, I, I barely remember what it was about, but it was something very similar where it was like healing touch. But like, if you did their program, like it was like super like in depth, like you had to tell them like all sorts of different things about like your life and your health and all that kind of thing. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like when you go down that, like, when you kind of, like, go in that massage rabbit hole, like, you'll find all sorts of weird, like, energy healing crystals. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, crystals. <laughs> yeah, like, crystals, rocks, like, <laughs> lots of different, there's some crazy shit. I mean, like, now I did, we did do some very light crystal work in um, school. It was one day. But the guy had, like, crystals on, like, pendulums. So, like, basically a chain with a crystal at the end of it. And you put it over top. So you had a client laying, however, face up, face down, whatever. Um, And you put it over probably a chakra. (laughs) I I can't really remember. This was a long time ago. Um, and then he had a sheet. He gave us all sheets of paper because obviously, like, we'd never done it before. So he gave us all sheets of paper. So when you when you hang it above, you see what the what it's doing. So it can hang straight. It can move side to side. It can go clockwise. It can go cl- counterclockwise. Or it can do, like, all sorts of weird stuff where there's no rhythm or pattern. You check the sheet, see what it says, like, counterclockwise means what like uh i don't know i don't remember but it could be something like this is blocked or you know you're doing whatever and then so once you figure that out then you figure out what would be the the um way to balance it so i can't remember if he had us do reiki or if he had us do actual physical like massage but he was like okay now do this or whatever. And we're like, okay, cool. So then we do it and then you hang it again and check the paper to see like what it's doing now. Like, is it doing the thing where it means everything's all cool, which I forget. I don't even remember what it was, but like we were actually doing stuff where like, it would be like, okay, this is blocked. This is what this means. And then you hang it again and it's like, Oh no, we're cool now. Cause you did whatever it is to fix it. I, like that's pretty hard to fake, you know, cause it's like a pen, like you're not influencing the pendulum at all. You're just hanging it. And they're supposed to be weighted in a way that you actually really can't do that. I mean, for me, myself, like when I did it, I wasn't, I wasn't like moving, I wasn't moving it. So, I mean, you can take that for whatever, <laughs> like, <laughs> however you want to take that. You can take that as like, Oh wow, that's cool. Or that's super bullshit. Like who, however you want to take it. But I only did one day, like a couple hours of it. So it's not like 
that I can't remember like, most <laughs> stuff about it, but it was very interesting how that, how that goes. But as I was saying before, like you can get in all sorts of into crystals and astrology and all sorts of craziness. <laughs> once you start going down that hole, you know? Right. So like, what is like the weird, like if not the weirdest, what's like one of the, <laughs> what are some weird things that have happened with this job? Cause I'd oh, imagine oh. having to, Oh man. Okay. Yeah. I don't even think I need to expand it. <laughs> no, you, you, like you, no, you don't. Uh, well, because you know, when you think about massage therapy, one thing always crosses people's minds, whether they want to or not. And that's like the happy ending, right? Oh, so gosh. everybody, it's always, it's something you always, and for fuck's sake, I had this kid in my marketing class happy that ending. wanted to call, yeah, that wanted, that's Ron, by the way, for anybody Sorry. that doesn't, doesn't know, that's Ron, um, wanted to call his massage, like in our marketing class, wanted to call his business happy endings oh, because, no. because he wanted to take the term back <laughs> and we were all like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like that is the dumbest thing and like his logo was a happy face i was like you're the worst at marketing i've ever seen in my life like that is horrible <laughs> that's the worst nobody's gonna think that nobody you're gonna get a lot of sleazy calls no shit like from like crazy, like from men, first of all, you're a guy and you're going to get men calling you like, hey, can you jerk me off? And it's like, no, <laughs> no, I'm taking it back. I'm trying to take it back. No, like, oh my God, it's so terrible. So terrible. <laughs> like we were all, and like he wasn't even in our class. Like, like the way that the school works is like you, you have your class and that's like your class for the whole, like I was at night school and that's like the whole 10 months. So this, our group was with each other, but if you missed a class, you could make it up with another class. So this kid, that kid wasn't even in our class. So all of us as a class, like basically just jumped on this kid <laughs> and tore him apart because we were just like, you're not one of us and you have a dumb idea. Ugh. Like just so, just, just, we were so terrible. Like we were just like, we didn't beat around the bush. We weren't nice. Like we were just like, that is the worst idea and you need to change it. Like we were just so, so brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's like, you think about that because there's always jokes about it. There's like always. So, I mean, and you have like, you have without a doubt, and I'm sure male therapists deal with this as well. I mean, probably maybe not as much, but you like as a female massage therapist, you have male clients that will try stuff. You will have one at least in your life most likely you'll have more than one, but you will definitely for sure have, have one, at least one guy that tries something like it's crazy. Um, usually it's something like super subtle, like if you're massaging there. So like if you've never gotten a massage before, um, like when you're on the table, there's a sheet over top of you and then usually a blanket. So when you're getting a massage, whatever is being worked on your leg or whatever is uncovered. So undraped is what we call it. And then that is exposed. So if it's like your arm, 
is normally underneath the table. But if you're laying on your back, when I'm working on your arm, I'll take it out and I'll put it over top of the blankets. If it's your leg, then we fold the sheets over and kind of tuck it underneath like your thigh or like underneath like where your knee is. That way you're nowhere near anything, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then that way also you tell the client like, hey, I'm not going to try to fill you up. Like, it's pretty, like it goes both ways too, for sure. Um, and it like in the, in the media, I don't know if it was national or not, but one of, one of the, um, massage envy is a chain, a national chain and, uh, the massage envy near where I work got in trouble for, um, a male therapist was like feeling clients up. And so he got in trouble for that. So it was like really shitty because like we have to deal with that shit from our clients. So like to turn it around, like that's going to give us less like legitimacy. Like it uh, just, it makes me really mad. Plus like your client trusts you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Fuck you. Like that guy. And like it turned out like, well, I mean, I don't know this for a hundred percent certain, but from the news article, they were saying that like, that wasn't the first person and that like the massage place was like, just kind of throwing things under the rug and, and letting him work. And it's like, fuck you. Like, like fire that guy. Like the first like complaint, like don't entertain it, fire him. Like, like don't even say like, Oh, like no. But anyway, Um, most of the time when you get, when you get questionable male clients as a female therapist, like it's something super subtle. So like when like the leg is undraped, for instance, like they'll like tug at the drape so that like more is exposed. (laughs) Like it's just, it's so, it's, first of all, it's creepy. I was just going to say that is so creepy. Or, right, or, like, I've had somebody, like, ask, like, oh, can you, like, do, like, the inside of my thigh more? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, you, like, so you just basically just, like, kind of, like, either say, like, I'm done with that area <laughs> or completely ignore them and just move, like, to a different spot. Or, like, wherever you're, wherever you were, like, you move over just the, slightest bit (laughs) and you're like okay and you just do that and you dig your thumb in like as hard as you can like to be like listen (laughs) i'm not dealing with this shit you know or just like completely cover up the thigh and be like all right i'm done with it like i'm done with that part now like now what are you gonna do you know like now i'm gonna move on so it's sometimes it's it's really subtle I mean, most of the time it is really subtle like that. Now, the the weird thing about, like, human anatomy and everything is that, like, so as far so as far as, like, erections go, like, you can't you can't say anything about it because it's a natural thing that happens that's not always controllable. If you, so, yeah. You know what I mean? So like if, <laughs> and it's happened, it's happened to me like more than once. And oh, I'll no. tell you this story. I'll tell you this story. Um, I had a couple, so, <laughs> so I was doing a, <laughs> I was doing a couple's massage, right? And it was uh, her husband and 
his wife and she, so I was working on the, I was working on the husband and he was, they were both, it was a younger couple, so it doesn't really matter, but it was a younger couple. And he like work, I think he works like overnights or something. So something where he would be like super, super tired. So, and this was at the old place that I worked. So our, so the tables were actually side by side. So, and they're, this is pretty close. So like I can see, you know, I can easily see the person that's on the other table and vice versa. So, um, this guy, he falls asleep during the massage, like legitimately he's like snoring and everything. So like, I know that he's asleep, like he's like face down on the table. Like I know he's asleep. I'm like, okay, it's like kind of funny. Cause like, you know. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of funny because he's like snoring and his wife is like, oh, my God, like he's snoring. But then, <laughs> right, then, then we turn over. He's got a full blown erection, <laughs> like full blown. And like his wife just gets more like it's just like mortified. Like, like what the fuck? But like when you're asleep, like you can't can't help that you know like you can't help you're asleep you're super relaxed like what do you like uh, no it's it's kind of supposed to happen in this in sleep it's like yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and so like and like i like for for him to have me as his therapist is like the luckiest that he could be because like i don't give a shit like i don't care like doesn't doesn't weird me out like like body like body parts don't like there's not really a lot like i mean if he slipped or if like the sheet slipped and like completely fell out and his like, you know, he was like completely naked. Like I wouldn't give a shit. Like doesn't matter. Like I don't care. So like to get me is like the best because like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm not going to freak out. Like nothing, nothing is going <laughs> to freak me out. Like my, like growing up, like it's so weird because like you'd think like growing up in like a house full of girls, like my dad would be like super like, Oh, like don't look at me kind of thing. But he didn't give a shit. Like he walked around in like a towel that barely covered it. Like I'm pretty sure like Ron saw him <laughs> naked once. Like he's just like, oh, shit. The- yeah. <laughs> just, like, just, like just walks to the, like walk into the bathroom, like naked because he didn't think anybody was here. At, like, What's up, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bat like, you know, like, 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 he must have glanced over to him bad an eye like not even like just no shame like so that's how i grew up like with no shame whatsoever it's like i didn't give a shit like like i didn't care um but like his wife was like mortified but that's like something that you can't you can't help so like if that happens on the table like i can't see anything to you like i can't be like oh like you'd get off like you know what I mean like get out of here go like, running out of the that. room screaming however I know oh my god can you imagine but um but but I've had so I've had a male client um get off I've had okay so I had a client who's completely didn't have any underwear or anything on the table which is fine like I don't like I said, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Especially like if I'm working like low back and stuff, like I almost always suggest not to wear underwear. So that way I can work your glute muscles completely bare. And it's, it's much better that way. But when I uncover, it's just, it's like almost like the hip a little bit over to the cheek, I suppose. Um, but it's not 
like you're not like it's not your whole like your whole butt's not like out in the open or anything. <laughs> it's usually just like the side. But when you have problems like that, it has to get worked. So like I don't care if you wear wear anything or not underneath, whether you're male, female, old, young, like big, small. I don't give a shit. But this guy, like, and it was an in-home client because like I I work at a spa, um, but then I also I have a home office here in our house where I have people, I have people over most, most of them are people that I know personally, but honestly it really wouldn't matter because with the dog here, like there's not much that they could do, you know, that she wouldn't kill them. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Right. Like, so it's Good just, Lily. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's just, it's really not, you know, and she's, she's pretty, she's not, to me, she's not big, but to a lot of people she's imposing. So, um, and she's tall too. So if like she has her paws can like, come up to like almost my shoulders. So she's pretty long. Um, but, uh, I also go to clients houses. So like I take my table over there and go to their house and do the massage there. Some people like there's all different preferences and some people really like that. Like, so some people will be like, Oh, okay. Like I'll have like a seven o'clock massage and then you know take a shower and be bed by nine you know what I mean like they're just like oh, I'll get a massage and go like right to bed so lots of people really like that some people don't because they don't want me to see their house whatever it doesn't matter the weird thing about like going to people's houses is most of the time people want their massage in their bedroom which I always find is weird because like I don't know it just seems like a, such a personal <laughs> place yeah totally a stranger to be in that I'm just like, okay, like that's, <laughs> that's like where the magic happens. Right. It's like, I don't need to go. Right. In exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. But like, I've had it, I've, I've done that with like people who are single uh, couples, like we'll have, like, I'll, like, I'll go to, um, a couple's house and I'll do back to back. So I'll do the husband first and then the wife and it's always in their bedroom. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, this is so weird. Like, why is it? Why? What? Yeah. Okay. Um, like almost always there's like a couple, a couple clients I have that, um, it's not in their bedroom, but for the most part it is, it's so strange. But, um, so I was at this guy's house and whenever I go to somebody's house that I don't know, and it's like the first time I'll send Ron the address and I'll be like, this is the address. I will text you by at latest this time if I don't text you, come get me. So like, it's like, that's cool that, that you got a system like that set yeah, up. That's my, that's my fail safe. And I always have like, and I always have my pepper spray like in my pocket that first time. Cause I'm like, well, you never know. So most of the time, like if you're going to get something like that, like it's going to be one of those like subtle, like, uh, like massage this or whatever. Or if they're looking for, the happy ending or whatever, they'll most likely ask that ahead of time. So it's not even like you don't want to even get in the house, which is always kind of weird to me because you'd think if you were like, like that you would try it right then because maybe you'd have more success, you know, like, yeah. right. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to give anybody tips here. So don't, <laughs> please, please do not like go to a, like there, I believe, believe there's like a website that lists the places that do them, which is horrific. But if you want that, 
do that. Go to that website, find <laughs> it that way. Don't ask a normal therapist, please. Um, but I was at this guy's, I was at this guy's house and like, I think he might've asked me like, do we have to drape? Probably. I don't remember if he did or not, but I was like, absolutely we do. <laughs> Cause like there, now there are countries that if you go to and you get massages there, some countries don't drape. So some countries just, I guess, let you go. And then there are other countries that will use just like towels. So they'll just cover up like your private areas with towels and like small towels. Like I'm talking like a hand towel, like not a big towel, like a hand towel just like cover like your crease and then cover the front and that's it. So like (laughs) I kind of get sometimes like when people ask that, but also I always just say cover because I don't want to give the wrong idea. So that's how I, that's how I do it. I'm just like, you know what, let's just cover it and not give anybody false hope (laughs) or anything. So, um, but he was like, okay, well, do you mind if I don't wear underwear or something like that? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. You know, do what, do what you want. So he didn't, but in the middle of the massage, like, and I'm talking like in the exact, like in the exact middle, like no, warning whatsoever he just gets up off the table and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) and he he's like well i wanted a glass of water i'm like bullshit you wanted a glass of water i'm gonna go over here you're gonna get your glass of water and then we're gonna continue this like nothing happened (laughs) i was like what the fuck like what would prompt you to get off the table for a glass of water without warning me first yeah because you want me to see your junk that's why like it's so ridiculous and crazy but yeah i've had that so i've had that um i've had another similar instance at one of the places i worked which was like not any like it's weird because like people always are like super um super worried about me going to people's houses as they should be because yes it is a little bit dangerous for sure most people are super cool some people could be d-bags who knows but like the place that i worked at before the spa that i'm at now the it was a house like it was a house that was converted into like a massage therapy place so like the different rooms um were set up as uh as massage rooms but it, it, it felt like a house only sometimes was there somebody behind a desk doing like scheduling work. They didn't actually have anybody that like handled the money or anything like that. That was all the therapists that had to do like checking out the clients and everything. Um, but they never had anybody there from 8 PM to 9 PM and they were open until nine. So you're saying, so like, and it's never a guarantee that if you had somebody at eight o'clock that another therapist would be in the building with you. So it's just as dangerous to be in a building by yourself with somebody than it is to go to somebody's house. So like as where, you know, like as I, I, I understand why people were worried about that. It was equally dangerous to work at that place too. And I did have a, like one situation that I thought could have been bad because like I was supposed to have a client at eight. Nobody else would have been in the building with me at the time. There was nobody else scheduled. Um, like no, no other appointments were scheduled or anything. Um, when they called the guy to confirm or no, no, the, his credit card bounced when they called to confirm 
there, it, it was either no answer or the phone number didn't exist. It was something really weird where I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And they were like, well, just wait. I was like, I don't feel comfortable waiting for this guy if he never confirmed and all this, all this other stuff. And they were like, well, why don't you just wait 15 minutes? And I'm like, really? Like, that's, that's the assurance you're going to give me. Like nobody else is here. Like there's nobody, like if this guy is like super shady, cause like, I mean, he could be like, if his card is bouncing, like maybe he's looking for money, you know what I mean? And is like, Oh, I'll just hit the place up like at the end of the day or whatever, but there's mm-hmm. no money. There's no money in there because they rarely deal in cash. So there's money in a safe, but I don't have a key to it. I don't know where the key is to it. Like, I don't have like, so if he gets mad and takes it out on me, like that's really crazy. So like I was super upset about that whole situation. I think I wrote an email and was like, I'm not staying for this guy. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'm just not staying. And they were like, like, they were like, okay. Cause like what else could they do? There's nothing they could do if I'm not staying, I'm not staying. So, but at that place, I, (laughs) I had another client who like, who for sure on purpose didn't like wasn't ready for me to come into the room so like he he like i knocked on the door to come in and this is like after so like when you get a massage like you go in you go into the room with your therapist like i'll i'll be like oh so what's bothering you like what areas are sore whatever what do you you know what are you looking for and they'll say, okay, this, whatever. And I'll be like, okay, great. And then you'll be like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. You're going to lay face down on the table. I'm going to put the sheets over or you're going to put, you're going to get undressed or whatever and get on the table and then I'll come back, you know, and, and we'll start the massage. So you knock on the door and I mean, you always, you always give them more time than they need. It's always like, you know, five minutes or so, which is, you know, way longer than what you need to do to get like undressed. And so, like, knock on the door and, like, get, oh, like, you know, like, no answer. But it's been, like, five minutes. So, like, kind of, like, come in or, like, get an answer. Like, oh, sure. Open the door. And this guy's, like, standing there naked. Like, what the fuck? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> what the fuck? is Like, you're not ready? Holy shit. Like, Jesus Christ. So, it's just, like. Oh, there's lots of, lots of little, well, I mean, that's not little, I guess, but like lots of stuff uh, that happens like that. If you're a female massage therapist and there was, there was one, um, and this is like one that a lot of the army might know, uh, cause I posted it on the page, but <laughs> like one of the last ones that I had that nothing actually happened. And the reason was, was because I decided to cancel the appointment. So like, like I said, I go to people's houses. And so there's a website um, that you can go to and it's for hiring professionals. So it's not just massage therapy, but it's any type of professional, whether it's like graphic design, whether it's um, uh, like an electrician, a plumber, any sort of thing like that, massage therapist, instructor of any kind, like if you want to learn something, um, you can go to that website and find people and like, they'll send you, so you send them quotes. So like, they'll be like, I'm looking for a massage therapist for an hour, blah, blah. blah. And then you send them a quote and say like, Hey, I can help you out. It's this much money. Um, and 
So then they can contact you. And so like this guy like found me through that and contacted me. I'm like, okay. And at first he sounded like super normal. I was like, all right, I'm looking for this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, so he set up a time and, um, it was like for like a Thursday night. So then like Wednesday night, I get a text that's like, um, like it's so you coming over. And I was like, I was like, huh? It's like for the massage. And I was like, um, nope, it's Wednesday. Your appointment's for Thursday. But then I like got a, a so I'm texting back and forth, like, well, I thought you were close. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, what? And he's like, well, I thought you were close. And I was like, yeah, but it's like, and it was like, I don't know, 8 30, 9 o'clock. And I was like, yeah, but um, we had an appointment for Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And it's Wednesday. Um, and, and then, so then I also was like, well, and I also have a policy that I don't, you know, I don't do any, I don't go to anybody's house the first time after eight o'clock or some, something like that. So we're just like texting back and forth, like this really weird, because then he would like, he'd be like, okay. And then like 10 minutes later, it'd be like, so are you coming over? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm not coming over. What the fuck? So then, um, so like, I was like, I was like super weirded out by it and just like, what the fuck? And like, so I posted something on the army. Like, this isn't like, I have conversations not going well. Like, I don't know. Like, I wonder if I can just like, I wonder how heavy it is to like throw my table at somebody or something. Yeah. So I like all these like <laughs> comments about it. And some people were like, you know, joking with me. Some people were like, you shouldn't go. And so I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. Like he's, he, he like sounded so normal at first. And then he was just like doing all this weird shit. So like the next day I still hadn't like canceled it. And I was just like, I don't know, the closer it got, the worse I felt about it. And I just was like, you know what? You don't normally have gut feelings like this. Like you normally don't like feel weirded out by a client. So, you know what? Let's just cancel. So it was just like, you know, what? I have an emergency. I can't, can't do it. And so then that just never contacted him back and I haven't heard from him back yet. So hopefully that stays like that but it was just like such a weird and i was like yeah like, i'm gonna show up and this guy's gonna be like completely naked like ready to bone like i don't know what's gonna happen like i was just like like i didn't really get like um like a hostile vibe like i just got a vibe like i'm gonna see like somebody's dick like that's what i kept thinking <laughs> then at the same point like i didn't want to deal with like any sort of like rejection, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to deal with like, Oh, like I thought we were gonna, like we made a, you know, whatever. And him getting like mad or whatever. I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. It's better to just avoid that entirely. Exactly. So like, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to listen to you guys and I'm not going to go. So I didn't go. And that it was, was good fun. for you. I know it was, <laughs> I just, man, it was just like such a weird and I usually like usually I can I can kind of like weed that out beforehand where it's like somebody somebody asked me the question about draping and I'm like, yep, need to drape. And they're like, OK, cool. I'll just go find somebody else. And you're like, all right, great. Bye. <laughs> like so normally it resolves itself way before that. But this was just it was just too much of like, yeah, like, oh, so you come in like, no, no, we're not coming to your house. No. Yeah. Like, tomorrow um, yeah with your profession i mean that's that's just a good idea definitely follow your gut right you know right yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> i know it's just like one of those things where it's like uh, and like you always get those people who are like well see so you shouldn't like told you you shouldn't go but i'm like dude like most people are cool 
I had one the other day. He was um, like a, he was a guy from like the UK, super nice, went well, like went over there, set up my table, gave a massage, no weird stuff, no creepy stuff, no getting up in the middle, like super nice. And it like had a nice conversation the whole time, you know, left his house like, Hey, like, so I text you if I want another appointment. Yeah, absolutely. Gave me a five-star review. Perfect. Like that's exactly, (laughs) exactly how you want it to go. (laughs) So like most people are super cool. So I don't want to like put that out there where like everybody's creepy who gets a massage. Like not everybody's creepy. Most people are super cool and nice. Like it's actually not as bad as you think. It really isn't. Most people are super cool. Like I do have tons of stories, but the, like those are not, you know, those are, those are pretty few and far between when they happen. It's like, uh, I mean, you always have like weird, other weird stories. Like, um, like I did have like, cause like sometimes you will have like, like older ladies will just not care, you know, like they just won't care anymore, like about who sees what. So they'll just like, so you're like, okay, cool. So, um, you know, like we're going to do like you, all your problems are in your back. So we'll start with you like face down, like on your stomach. And they're like, okay, cool. And just start undressing. And you're like, all right, well, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. <laughs> and just, like shirts off, like their bra's already off. And you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go like get my stuff and you can, continue with this and you just walk out you know <laughs> so like sometimes it is super innocent when that happens and it's, you know they just don't care they're just like whatever i'm like okay same thing like when somebody's turning like turning over like from their their stomach onto their back like you know sometimes you'll have that person that just doesn't care and like the whole like blankets just off of them somehow and you're like all right, well, I guess we're just having a show today. <laughs> but um, but it's, it's all like that stuff is all innocence, like not really, you know. Yeah. They just, just don't care. <laughs> yeah, just people that aren't very modest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, this would probably be a pretty good point to to wrap it up if you want. Okay. Um, I mean, I was gonna, I, I know you had said something about football, so I don't know if you actually <laughs> wanted to talk about that or if you want to just end it here, that's fine too. Um, but I would be, I would be remiss if I didn't bring that up at the very end. <laughs> but, well, see, I don't, okay. I don't follow it at all. And it hadn't like naturally come up in the conversation. So I was just like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I can't, I can't, I also can't gloss over because it's, it's an at, it's like 24 hours from now I'm going to be screaming on my TV and it's, <laughs> it's been one of those things where it's been all week it's and uh, oh man it's been a it's it's been a really hard week to get through for <laughs> sure my goodness and like I can't oh 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 my gosh. So, <laughs> and you're, funny. you're right. You're right near Minnesota, like Minnesota, right? You're right yeah. there. Yeah. I'm just, a, just a couple, a, a couple few hours away from the border. So do you just like not have anybody like in your family that's football fans or anything? Uh, not too much. Like growing up, like my dad would like occasionally watch it, but like, he's okay. not like a dad's always been more of a hunter. Like, okay. That's kind of okay. like his niche mm-hmm. and and so that's probably where I get my love of the outdoors from is because I was always yeah. going out in the woods with my dad and stuff. But, yeah. um, but no, when I was like in middle school, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had tried watching football <laughs> just to like I tried get in it. on the con- I did. I made a bowl of popcorn. I was like, oh, Mom wow. and Dad, I'm going to be up in your room. I'm going to be watching the TV. I'm going to watch oh, Monday man. Night Football. Wow. And I got bored right away oh, and instead no. like perfected doing flips on their bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, any, no. Any sports? Nope. <laughs> oh, oh my I just don't gosh, I can't no. pay attention to it it's just that's it, so it's, crazy to me yeah it's well and it's weird too because I've had dudes look at me in disgust when yeah. I tell them that or tell uh, me that that I'm not a real man or that funny. I'm not a real American that's hilarious <laughs> no see I won't go that far I won't go that far but I just laugh about I don't it it doesn't know bother if it's, me yeah yeah I mean I don't know if it's an east coast thing or um, if it's a Philadelphia, I mean, I know for sure it's a Philadelphia thing. Like <laughs> for us, it's about, for us, it's about family. So like most of the time, if you like football, it's because your dad likes football, your aunt likes football, your grandfather likes, like it's, it's, that's what it is. And in the Philadelphia area in particular, they go around saying things like four for four. And what that means is that, all four, all four major sports you watch and you support Philadelphia. That's what four for four means. So like you hear it on the radio here all the time. Like we're four for four city. We're four for four. We're four for four. Cause like a lot of times you get <laughs> like, for instance, like, um, Ron is from Northern New Jersey. So by all rights, he should be a giants fan. Like that's what he should, he should be either a giants or jets fan. Like, but he, for some reason didn't get into football that much. Um, and like he was leaning towards Packers because for some reason his brothers like the Packers, but he's from New- Northern New Jersey. And he likes the Rangers like for, for ice hockey. So like, according to Philadelphia, like you're a traitor because you are not like, you don't like four for four. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's like considered a traitor, but like, but because he didn't have a football team or anything, when we started going out, like I, I did. So like, I watch football all the time. I'm like, you can't like the giants. Cause I hate the giants. Like giants are terrible. <laughs> so, and like, he didn't really, so it wasn't a, it was never a problem. Um, but like, you know, like he's watching me watch football. So then he's getting a little bit more into football and his brother's already like football. So he keep, like, keeps watching it. and slowly I've turned him <laughs> to our side. So he's now <laughs> this season is like, his inaugural season of being a Philadelphia fan because we're like in the playoffs, we're in the NFC championship. Like this is like the biggest thing to happen in a really long time. Like I think the last time we got super far in the playoffs was in 2009, which we were together, but it wasn't like he didn't like football as much as he likes it now. And like the last couple of years he's been into it, but I'm like, no, not until you like until you've gone through that playoff like run and just been so high, like on all of like the football stuff around because it's big it's so big around here. Like it's so big around here. Like my hair is my hair is green. Like it's like the green of our uh like eighties, nineties team colors. Like our green now is dark, but then it was like a bright grass green and that's like the color of my hair so like it's so big when i walk places sometimes i will just get a 
go Eagles. <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> passing me by because they know that's why my hair is green. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's the best. It's so great. Or like the other day I went shopping and I was like, you know what? Like this whole week I've been wearing, I've been wearing Eagle stuff, whether it's like underneath, like, cause like at the spa, I have to wear like all black. So whether or not, whether or not like my shirt is underneath, like my black shirt, it's on. Like I've got, I've got something on every single day this week. The one day I was like, you know what? It's pretty warm out. Like it's decently warm out. Like I'm just going to wear like my hoodie, like my Eagles hoodie. And like, I had my scarf on and my hair, my hair obviously. And I had like green shoes. I always had green shoes. I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, Hmm, it's my favorite color green because I like the color green or is it because I'm an Eagles fan. I don't know. Cause I'm like trying to figure <laughs> out when that happened in my life because the way that you grow up is like the way I, the way I grew up was like my dad, loved um loves well he's super four for four i mean i'm sure he doesn't she wow she's such a turd she just knocked over a funko pop because she wanted attention that's what she just did that was that noise you just heard oh my gosh but like so my dad like he doesn't watch every single like basketball game and every single baseball game and stuff like that but for sure eagles all the way um, and so like, I remember just like on Sundays, like him, like just laying down. Cause like he would, he didn't, he didn't sit on a couch. Like now he sits on the couch, which is just weird to me, but he's a little bit older, but he never sat on the couch. He had two giant pillows in the middle of the floor and he laid down on the floor and watched TV. That's like how you watch TV. I used to yeah. Like that's <laughs> like, it's so weird, but that's how you watch football games too. And in retrospect, I'm like, I don't know how you could lay down and watch a football game. Like I'm like. <laughs> sitting up like depending on how important it is i'm like sitting up i'm like keyed in like i don't know how you can lay down and watch a game like i don't know but um so he he would do that and i just remember like laying like laying next to him and just like hat like the game being on and sometimes being like i wish this game was off or whatever like what are we gonna go do during halftime or whatever but it's always on in the background so it like slowly like seeps into your brain (laughs) and so like you know like i just like at some point like i just picked it up and was like okay now i'm watching this like i'm probably like middle school high school in that in that area um Cause I think like right after high school during college, like the Oh four season was the season that they went to the Super Bowl. So like a couple seasons before that, that's like, that's when our quarterback was really good. Um, and we were like really getting there. So it was like really, really exciting to watch. But I remember watching before that, because I remember all these like terrible, like quarterbacks and stuff and just being like, what the, f-? like somehow it just like, seeped in and I don't I don't quite know how it happened but then all of a sudden like I'm like watching like every game like every season like whether they're terrible or not terrible it's just like it's always it's always there so it's just like such a weird weird thing but like around here it's like like I was listening to um all this week I've been listening to sports radio. So I've been like listening to it like religiously, just like on it's been on all the time this whole week because people are crazy around here. Um, and, uh, like the, the radio people are equally crazy. And like the one guy was like asking the morning guy was like asking like the question to like every, like every Eagles fan, like, you know, what does it mean to you? Whatever. And everybody's answer was family. Like every, it all boiled down to family. 
And like, that's just, that's just like, to me, that's just like a really cool way of putting it because it's not just like, Oh, like we like to watch football and like yell at the TV, which is true, but it's like, it's like a bonding thing that you do like with your fat. Like that's like, it's always about a family thing. Like tomorrow, like my dad's going to come over like after he's done work um, and he's going to come over and watch the game and stuff. And like when I'm watching the game, like my sisters live in two of my sisters live in Florida. And so, and one of them is a football fan. One of them probably doesn't give a shit. Um, but she is a huge football fan too. So I'm like every game, like I'm texting her like back and forth. So it's like, you know, like it's funny. Cause like in the beginning of the season, she was like, she was all like doom and gloom. Like she, she's kind of like my dad in that way where it's like something bad happens. Like, all right, we're done. (laughs) That's it. Game's over. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Next time we got them next time. Like the, there was one game that we played uh, Carolina and like, I like, usually I'll admit, like if I'm, if I'm saying stuff about the refs, like it's because like it's my team and we're getting called on and whatever. And it's really not as bad as it seems. But in that particular game, like, the refs really, like, were super biased. I mean, when you've got, like, 14 calls on, like, your side of the ball and one on the other, it's like, okay, come on. Like, you got to be a little bit more even with this. But um, so, like, she's like, she's like, it's done, it's done. And I'm like, I'm like, no, we got this, whatever. And then, like, by the end of the season, like, last week, I'm, like, texting her. I'm like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. Like, I'm too I'm too wound up. Like, I can't take – because, like, it was – like, that game, it was – it went down to the last play. Like, it was, like, one minute left. The score was, what, 10 to 12 or 12 to 10. Wait, was it 12 or 15? I don't know. Whatever it was, the other team had the ball. If they score and they were right on at the end zone, if they scored, they would win the game. So it's fourth and goal. It's the last play they could play, right? So they go for a pass. They miss. I'm like on the like I'm screaming like at the top of my lungs. Like I tell like I tell Ron like it's fourth and goal. And I was like this right here. I was like this moment right here. This is what it feels like to be an Eagles fan. Like in one summed up in one play because like you're you're watching it it's down to the last second like we could possibly lose we could possibly make a big play like you're sick to your stomach like it's just oh, like gut-wrenching and I was like this is what it feels like and he's just like he's like standing like he can't even sit down like he's standing like watching the tv like oh my god and um you know, like my sister texting me, like, we got this. And I'm like, where, what happened here that I'm the one who's losing, like, who's just like out of her <laughs> mind and you were calm and collected. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And she, so she's just been like, it's, it's really weird how it's like been flipped, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he's going. I don't know where he's going with that, but like, it's just a, yeah. And I don't know. Like sports, some of the other sports don't get me as much. Like Ron watches hockey, so like he always like it's funny because he was always like, "Ah, oh, you should root for the Rangers." I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> it's like even <laughs> even though I don't really watch hockey that much, like I can't. Like I had, it's got to be four for four. I'm like, <laughs> like it's because it's ingrained. Because there's like you know I can remember 
I can also remember my dad like having sports radio on and like, and as a little kid, like me being like, ah, I don't want to listen to this. And like, I can remember my mom doing that too, because there's like in particular a couple of people on in that era that were just obnoxious to listen. Like they were just like, like everything somebody said, like they would disagree with and they just sounded like so pompous and just like above everybody. And now I don't know, like, one of the guys is still on the air, but like only on the weekends. And he's actually a lot better than he used to be. Like I can actually hear it, but he's still like, he's still got that edge of arrogance. So you're just like, mm, I wish I could bring your neck. But like most of the, <laughs> most of the guys are pretty good and they're all like super Philly guys. And like, you'll have players, like you'll have like ex players come back and be on the radio. So like one of our, one of like the greatest running backs that we had um, in recent history is Brian Westbrook. And he had like, he's on every Friday for an hour. Like, it's so great. Like you just have all these people that are like, yes, like I want to stay here and I want to like be a part of like this atmosphere. So it's just like, I don't know, like, Oh man, like I've listened to sports. I, I can't even imagine. Like I can't, sometimes I can't believe I'm like, you're actually listening to sports radio. Like, all week, <laughs> all week, I'm just like on the radio and like listening to everything. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's so, it's so crazy. But like, that's the, that's the four for four. Like they talk about it all the time. So it's just like ingrained in my head. I'm like, no, you gotta be four for four. Like you can't like anything else. Like you can't like another basketball team. It's gotta be the Sixers. Who cares how terrible they are? Like same thing with like the Phillies, like, I gotta like the Phillies. It doesn't matter how terrible they are. Like, it's so crazy. It's so nuts. That's I don't funny. Know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope tomorrow uh, goes well for you. <laughs> I, I, I know that no matter what, I'm going to be seeing lots of stuff on Facebook about yes, it. Yes, you are. And it's, it's so <laughs> funny because like, you know, like, um, Jared Gafford, he's like a huge Minnesota fan. So like, we've been going back and forth you know, about it, you know, like who's going to like what team is going to do what or whatever. And it's, it's, it's been fun. I mean, we've been, we've been pretty, pretty civil about it. So I don't know. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I know. I don't know that I can have, like, I don't know that I'll have my phone on during the game though. So hopefully he won't text me. Cause I don't think I could stomach test texting him back during the game. Depending right. on what's happening, I suppose. But <laughs> Things I don't might get a little be, heated. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be, I don't, yeah. And I don't like being that, like, I don't like being like that to, to like people I like. You know what I mean? If yeah, yeah I, don't I know, know what you mean. You know, I don't give a shit. But if it's somebody I like, I don't want to be like super like, like in their face, you know. <laughs> but I mean, there are, you know, like we did, we have had like a couple of discussions about, you know, like, oh, who's going to do what and who's going to show up and everything. But, like, the big the big thing is that, um, you know, like, so so we, we were the number one seed, which means we won the most games. We're actually tied with Minnesota, but we beat somebody that they lost to, so it gives us the edge. So that means we have home field advantage. Well, we've had, like, for some reason – and I know the reason specifically, but like Philadelphia fans are always looked at like around the country as like bullies. So like the, the, uh, the, <laughs> so like, um, the reason for that is 
this because like way back in 1960, whatever, we booed Santa Claus. I mean, I shouldn't say we, I was like not even born, but (laughs) Philadelphia fans booed Santa Claus and threw snowballs at him. And the reason was, if I remember the story correctly, the person who was supposed to play Santa or something got drunk. And so they had to replace him. And it was like, they didn't have like an outfit for him. So he looked like super shitty and all of sorts of things. And so they were drunk and disorderly and made some bad decisions. And now that's a thing that follows us, has followed us around since that time until this day. And that's what people will say, like, that's what people like harp on every time they think of us. So like, oh, boo Santa Claus. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> like, what do we have to do to get rid of this reputation? That was like 40, like over, over like 60 years ago, almost like, this is so crazy. <laughs> um, and so like, we're always thought of that. And like, so in the media right now, we you've got Minnesota travel agents. Actually, I don't know if they're travel agents, so I shouldn't say that. But somebody in Minnesota, it was a news story, has come out and been and told Minnesota fans going to the game not to wear their colors because we're like a gang and we'll beat them up or something like something to that effect. And that they should and that we're going to be drunk at the game so that they shouldn't be drunk. So like they're creating this story that we're just like a bunch of thugs. They they said that like our stadium is like. Compton like is an area that's comparable to Compton which is like not true like our our stadium's like not even in the city like it's not even in like center city (laughs) so it's just like so weird and like it's such a crazy thing that like people are like people still have this image of us as like these giant thugs (laughs) meanwhile (laughs) like our one of our um offensive linemen so like it's this big thing that like we're at home. We should be the favored team. Like we should be favored to win, but uh, Las Vegas has us losing. So, and they had us losing last week too. And it was the first time in the history of the NFL that the number one seed who's hosting the playoff game. Cause that's how it always works. If you're in the number one seed, you're always hosting the playoff game. It's always at home. It was the first time that we were considered the underdogs, right? So it's the first time a number one seed was ever considered an underdog. And, so, like, our offensive lineman, he, like, he was, like, this is bullshit. Like, we're not. So, like, we're going to show him what we are. And then, like, so he got this dog mask. So, when we won, he threw the dog mask on his head. And he's, like, walking around with this dog mask. And people loved it. So, he made the shirt that was, like, it said um, home dogs. It was, like, home dogs, something home dogs going to eat or something like that. And so, he sold them as like a like exclusive like limited time only shirt and then donated all of the money to philadelphia schools so oh that's cool yeah so he raised over a hundred thousand dollars and gave it directly to philadelphia schools so like when you're talking about like bullies and shit like that like that's what you're getting from the team so like Uh, stop singling out like one drunk idiot, you know, like, yeah. And just like, this is not like, we're not anything like that. But of course, like, eh. of course, like all of it, like everybody in the city loves that, like loves that angle because it's such like the Rocky thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody loves like, they're like, of course, of course it has to be that way. Like, why not? <laughs> 
why not? We're from Philly. Rocky's from Philly. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. It just cracks me up, but. Nice. <laughs> okay, well, now we can probably wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, now, we can, now that I've gotten my whole, like, football rant out <laughs> now we can now we can wrap it up lily's lily's oh. sitting here she's her eyes are closed her uh, paws are crossed she's had enough oh my god she made she gave me the saddest look like when she when she's hungry and she or you have something that she wants to eat like i have a hard boiled egg that's been sitting next to me for a while <laughs> she has when you have something that she wants to eat what she does is she sticks out her lower lip and like you can tell it's sticked out because like part of it is like pink. So she's got like part of it is like brown, <laughs> like like black and part of it's pink. Yeah. You can yeah. see the pink part when it's when it's pouty out. And I call her a pouty lip because that's the only like <laughs> the only time she uses it is when she's either hungry and she doesn't have food or she wants something that you that you have and you're not going to give it to her. And then her lip sticks out and she looks at you and kind of like, but I really wanted that. And <laughs> oh man, she's, that's funny. Yeah. She's hysterical. So she, she's like, I'm done. I'm so done right now. Well, do you want to uh, plug your podcast? Oh, sure. Um, so <clears throat> Ron and I have a podcast called a couple of nerds and you can find that on Facebook. It's just exactly how it sounds. Um, you can find it on iTunes and most other, most other podcast apps, I believe like you can find it through. I, I use downcast myself, so it's on there. Um, you, if to listen, I would do, I would start around, well, I mean, you can listen to any order because it doesn't matter, but um, a good one to start with is either Magic Mailbox. So that's one where we have, uh, we <laughs> we analyze for whatever reason, um, the lake house with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock or <laughs> so ridiculous. And that, that's a good one because like we, I don't think, like, I don't think any of us realize, cause like whenever it's a movie that's like that, like a romantic comedy or no, it's not a romantic comedy, but any sort of like romance movie or weird movie like that is never a movie that Ron chooses. <laughs> it's always a movie that I'm like, I think this would be really funny to watch cause it's going to be horrible. So like <laughs> something like that. And it's always something that I choose or I guess Dallas cause Dallas, that's a Dallas episode. So and it's pretty good. It I think like probably the last like 15 20 minutes you can skip because we get like we were really drunk by the end of that. And so <laughs> I think we like we go off on a weird like Tom Petty like like tangent for some reason. I don't know even how that happened, but <laughs> the first part of it is gold. It's really fucking funny because that that movie is like I don't think any of us realized how crazy that movie was gonna get. Like it was just, it was. It's a man. Watch it and <laughs> watch it and <laughs> listen to that podcast. Um, and then the other episode is the Demolition Man episode. That's that's the one I usually tell people to listen to because it's just it's hilarious. It's just a classic like us yelling at each other. Episode. That was a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll check out that magic mailbox one too. Oh my god, <laughs> hilarious! And then the the one the one that I was talking about that was a shit show, which I really don't recommend anybody listen to. But if you want to, if you want to, um, that one I think is Safe Haven. So. Yeah, oh, okay, we, cool. The one with the eight people. Yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> excellent. One yeah, everybody's like <laughs> super duper drunk. We're all yelling at the same time. Like it's just, it's so crazy. Like there's no, no rhyme. I mean, we're not the best at like we we never chose like who would be the host and who wouldn't be. So like it kind of goes back and forth, and like nobody reins anybody in, and it's just like it's just that's awesome. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so if you want to listen, that's how you do it. Um, feel free to leave us any sort of review or feedback. Um, you can email us at a, a couple of nerds podcast. Oh man, I should know that, and I don't. Uh, <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> I screwed that up with my show so many times. I just made a bumper that I play at the end. <laughs> right. Well, that's a great idea. I should think about that because honestly, like the reason why it's such a crazy email is because the first, like somebody else had just like nerd couple or something like that. And it was just, Oh, it's so hard to remember <laughs> all the time. You're like, wait, is awesome. it a couple of nerds podcast or is it just couple of nerds podcast? Like what is the Gmail? I don't remember. And nobody, nobody emails us anyway. So it's like, Oh, well, I mean, cause you just, <laughs> just on Facebook if you want to, um, which is the easier easier thing to do um but yeah so like we're uh we probably record about like once a month uh (laughs) (laughs) but if you'd like to hear more like if you really if you really need would like to hear us more um the best way is just to send us some feedback and let us know and we will make it a point to record more um but yeah so it's for anybody who hasn't listened to us to it it's basically just um, anything we feel like talking about that week. Uh, sometimes we review movies. We always talk about games. Every episode we talk some sort of gaming. Um, we talk. We have a thing called Weekly Watch where we choose a movie for one of us to watch. Of course, like that doesn't always happen either. So <laughs> it's just like it's just like a fun thing that we do. Um, together to talk about some shit um there's no no professionalism no no uh no editing none of that so you get everything like it's super raw so if you like if you like hearing like real conversations that's where you're gonna get it because you can't i mean there's you can't fake our our little arguments that we have. Or oh, it's, a fu- it's a fun show. Yeah, I, I recommend people to check it oh, out. It's a fun thank show. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. That. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you also for, you know, taking time out on a Saturday, you know, during yeah. the day to uh, to chat with me. This has been a lot of fun, Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for reaching out and asking me on. It's It's been a blast. So hopefully I didn't like talk your ear off and bore you to death. No, <laughs> no, it's been great. <laughs> well, I hope I didn't do that to anybody who's listening. So I'm sorry. I'm so sorry if my, if my stories are terrible. I don't no, know. <laughs> no, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm glad. <sighs> all right. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been Starkcast. 
If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to Startcast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me a run of those too.